All right, Joe, we've been working on this intro for a while. What do you got for me? Okay, check this out. I think you're going to like it. Okay, I can hear a cat, a trumpet, and an elk bugle. Yeah, you got it. Oh, that is like the definition of cacophony. Yeah, it's a little different, but so are we, you know? Ah, yeah, like, because typically, like, we're going to talk to people or just ourselves about things that matter and things that don't. Yep, and from those people, we're going to learn life lessons, we're going to contemplate the universe together, and we're going to hit record every time we do. Okay, so if we're gonna if we're gonna call this our intro, I think the only thing we need to add is maybe just like a little bit of bass. Could you add that, Joe? Could I add that, <laughs> sir? I am your Huckleberry. <laughs> yeah, I think that's perfect. Nice work on that intro. Yep, still a little long. But it's, it's long. We, I like it. We were talking last time about the pigs, and I think I know how the pig can come into here now. Like, if you get like the, mm. uh, I don't think I could do it like a, but you do that as like a shaker, so the beat's going in, and then it's like, yeah, I could, I could probably do that. Because <laughs> I did all this uh, real quick on like a garage band thing on my phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, and you're on your kitchen table, which has storage underneath it. It's a great kitchen table. Yeah. I learned that when I was trying to like move my legs around and I knocked over some books or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe some maybe yeah. some dinner time games that we would play. Oh. Mm-hmm. We, we haven't played games when I've been over there for dinner. Ooh. And also, you haven't come to my house for dinner. I haven't invited you, so I'm not mad at you for not coming to my house for dinner. <laughs> but on like, this is a thing. This is a thing. I came out very mad when I said that. No, on the contrary. I'm the mad one. Right? Yeah. Thanks yeah. For you should be me. the one that's mad. Yeah. Continue to be angry at me. Mad Episode 30. Episode mm-hmm. 30 coming at you hot. Oh, man. We were going to say 29 part two, but it's going to mess everything up. We have to say 30. Yeah. And maybe 31 because here's my idea. Oh, right. Okay. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I mean, because like it's, it's, unpre- it's unprecedented to have like an interview and then the same person interview in the very next podcast. I mean, right. I mean, then we're going to have to do that for everybody. Now I got to call up all of our other interview people and be like, you need to do a second one too, which I'm going to. Well, and, and Dave let, wants to come on again. Yeah, man. So let, here's my idea. Why don't we just like, if we got time, we do another one. We get another one recorded, just you and me talking. Okay. And then we put that out on Thursday and we uh-huh. make this one 31. How how, how we feel? Oh, wait, about we that put idea? this one on Tuesday, you mean? Wait. Uh, yep. Next Tuesday. Yep. No, this is for this Thursday. Yes. This so would we, be. Mm-hmm. But you want to do us record tomorrow at some point. Yep. And uh, put a Thursday episode out, and then this mm-hmm. one will be 31. Yep, because we have next Tuesday. Because we've got like so much to talk about, you know. Oh, um, we have a lot to talk about. Remember, we did like an escape room with the wives. Hey, wives. Yep. We, yep. Lo- we love you. I lost my job. We That's haven't right. talked about that. You, um, yeah, you decided to not have a job anymore. Yep. And other people also decided that. I'm, I'm currently unemployed. <laughs> And, and I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't know, because I've hinted at it twice now with guests on yeah. our show. And so there's probably people out there going, wait, did he say? You know, because it was very quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm concerned because I do, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm receiving severance. And in that agreement, you know, I'm, I, I don't plan on saying anything bad anyway, but I really don't want to even like dip my toe in. For no. anything that can be sure. misconstrued. You want to guard against the yeah. appearance of impropriety. Right. But I would like to formally mm-hmm. right. just, you know, kind of tell everybody, hey, you know, yeah. we've, we've separated. As a factual, yeah. just a factoid, yeah. you know, just for, for your information. Neither good nor bad. 
Right, right. You know, this is neither. But just so people know, because then also I'm excited about the new adventure. I just met with some people yesterday for where I may end up (gasps) doing some. uh, Yeah, can you do like a little, like a little riff, and then we can just you can do like you know Brian is no longer employed. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. Gonna make me feel good. Brian is no longer employed. Mm -mm. He's gonna sit around and drink coffee all day And hunt and fish Nothing wrong with that Got no hard feelings about the place he used to work They're good uh-uh. La 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 That's right <laughs> Oh, that's good, that's good We, I actually, we have to do this right here now after that Hold on, it's coming in Oh, that was the wrong one Oh, now it's like getting too late. Where did it go? Which one? Which oh, one? there it is. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. There you go. That one's good. You know, the only thing I'll say, the only sad thing about not making it part two is you can't do like 29 part two electric boogaloo. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, but okay. we, th- we thought about Balls calling this one Kings and Queens. Kings and Queens. Dang, it just fits. It fits. It we fits didn't think really it. You well. just came up with that. We were just thinking of like a bonus episode whole project but i like that name for the episode <laughs> right i do i do like the name because you can you know you got to do the art and all yeah, of that of stuff yeah and uh the episode officially came out today mm-hmm. with john and john we have you back and welcome back. back thank so, you yeah so you might be listening we're recording another thing with john while well, you might be listening to us talk to john that's well i got i got a message surreal. from sean this morning he's like guess who's listening to your podcast this guy. Thanks, Mr. Welty. Yeah. And Love so that. Welty's listening like right now. <laughs> that's, that's that was a beep for you. Um, <laughs> but the thing I really wanted to do was back here. Thanks, bro. Oh, there you go. Yeah, a little loud. I'm going to put that down there. <laughs> yeah, thanks, bro. But but the conversation went so well. If you are currently listening to episode 29, or you have, mm-hmm. uh, the conversation went really well. But we have to be honoring of time. And yeah. you, you had to leave because of your daughter. Yeah, right? a movie date. <laughs> yeah, a movie date to watch Venom. So first thing, yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. How was Venom? I thought it was good. There was, uh, I will be honest, there was one character in the film that I had difficulty with because I was like, oh, it's very obvious that this person is here for this very specific reason, you know? Mm. And uh, and they had a power, I'll say that. And then I'm just like, oh, they have a superpower. Like, but then I'm like, oh, wow, John, you're being judgmental of the character that has a superpower in the movie about a man that's, you know, has an alien symbiote in him that gives him superpowers, huh? You know, mm, right, so right. it was okay, but it just seemed like, I don't know. I, I don't felt that that, like, uh, I wish they, if they were going to have that character and I wish they would have fleshed that character out more and given that character um, more screen time rather than it just felt like they were more a, like a cameo kind of like a, a, a plot yeah. device to drive things forward so that they could have a specific like the show I was telling you find your the whole find my grail thing it was really a show just driving so that I could have a, a finale at the end and I kind of felt that's what this character was oh, so, okay. right, yeah. gotcha but, uh, but bad, who's, who's the lead actor uh, who is Venom it's Tom Hardy Tom Hardy is yeah. I, I'm so bad with names but Tom Hardy is one of my favorite actors really good Tom Hardy's amazing and he does uh, he I watched some YouTube you know you get down the YouTube bunny trails right and you're like why am I watching this but he yeah. was doing the the Bane yes. voice yeah and and also talking about how he came up with the Bane voice because yeah. Bane is supposed to have some kind of Spanish descent and he found some Spanish 
um, uh, martial artist yeah. that he modeled it after. Mm-hmm. And then he was doing the voice. And whenever you see somebody, which this is a good segue. I know we wanted to talk about what we ended on last time. But we have a voice actor like right in front of us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so when you can see Where? somebody. <laughs> well, to, to the right of you and to the front of me. Because we're at a small table in Albanco. I'm turned around. <laughs> the right, the right, you're right. Oh, my, yeah, my, like, my, is my right. Is he dialed in today? Right. Is he in joining us? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're in Albanco. We needed to mention that, too. Yep, thanks, Albanco, thanks, for letting Albanco us move around that. a table and sit and talk. And, and make us almond, butter, cacao smoothies. They're yeah. good. Which is amazing. Uh, so yeah. I, remember, I remember it being good, but then when I took a sip when I got it, it is healthy. Yeah, it's also healthy. Like it's a healthy good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a sweet good. There's a difference. It when you know like you're drinking something that's healthy, you're like, you have a different kind of taste bud for it. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? It's sweet though. Like it has a it's sweetness, it has a sweetness so, to yeah, it. Like it yeah. has a sweetness to it. But. It's satisfying, but it's not like giving me cavities. Right. Right. It's not overly yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so I, I, I was worried because we're like, oh, this is really good. Because I remember it just being good last time. And then you got yours and I'm like... I hadn't taken a sip of mine again. And then I'm like, oh, it's healthy good. I hope he's okay with that. You were afraid of me judging you. Be like, oh, yeah. you think, oh, you think this is wrong. good. Hmm. Wow. And you think I'm a good guest. Okay, well, I see where this is right? going. Like the, the level of taste here is questionable. What kind of scale are we using here? So, so voice acting, how long have you been? I have been a voice actor now for 12 plus years. 12 okay. plus years. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. And... What kind of mic do you use now? Are you using a condenser? This is a little nerdy, but yeah, no, nerd I, out. I have questions. Yeah, nerd so out. funnily enough, I still go back, and my favorite mic is one of the first mics that I ever had. It's still an MXL 990. Oh, um, I know that one. Yeah. Okay, that I, is a I very still feel like a hundred dollar condenser mic. No. Yeah, it's Somewhere not very there? expensive. Yeah, yeah it's cool. still one of my favorite. I've had. But have you tried like some of the more expensive ones? Yes. Yeah. And it's and still, I still like for my range of voice, yeah. I still like the MXL 990. There's something yeah. about that, you know, um, when you get to whatever anyone says is the best mic, but when you really go through them and you listen back to it, well, what is it doing to my voice? Right. What right. parts is it accentuating of my voice? And mm-hmm. do I like that? You yeah. know, some people like the super, super flat ones. Yeah. I like the condenser ones too. They just, they're so high fi There's so little editing you have to do afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And I know one gal, like her favorite was, uh, Oh gosh, what it's some kind of electro voice, and it's just like she sounds so robotic that like oh. when I heard her voice for real for the first time, I was mm-hmm. like, "You don't sound anything like your recording." It's like, <laughs> yeah, what the wow, heck? you know. So was it What's the a, must have been the RE twenty? That's the one that everyone uses, the one that's on TV, that big silver one. I, it probably right, right. is, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it almost sounds like you ran like this kind of filter over it that mm-hmm. everything is just very it, it doesn't sound like a human i noticed yeah. people like that when I'm, i look at a lot of mic comparisons and when people say they hear that and to my ear it sounds sterile like super flat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're like "Ooh, i love that yeah. so flat and perfect because I, you know they love editing right you know so they just want like a blank canvas mm-hmm. i just want to be done i want to yeah. be <laughs> does this sound pretty that, good that's how i feel too like i just yeah I wouldn't want to go back and have yeah, to, I didn't even have look to change at what, what are we using today? So this is road roads. Yeah, these are the roads that um, they're, they usually they, come as a package. Yeah, they come this, in a package with uh, the board that we have here. This Procaster or whatever. And then I'm using um, my favorite microphone, which is the SM57. Mm-hmm. It's the, the president microphone. Yeah, I learned that. It's the president <laughs> mic. Uh, so it was weird because this is the mic that everyone uses on guitar amps and snare drums and things like that. And Mariah Carey actually used this particular microphone so to did hit they her have high a, notes. a wider resonance for the cardioid pattern for like lower tones? Or? It's, it's like, I'm not sure. It's like one of the first... 
Um, first microphone designs ever. So it's exactly like the SM58, except for the SM58 has the round, yeah. more like a normal mic. This one just has like the squared off little weird thing. And is it a shotgun? Because I can't see the... Yeah, it's like it's a, a shotgun, shotgun kind okay. of thing. And so I put on this... And so what happened is, is I read this thing that said, um, it's exactly like the Thriller mic. You know, that Sure mic that everyone seems to... The Joe yes. Rogan mic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and they said the only thing difference is the amount of distance from the diaphragm mm -hmm. and so with this one i can get really close and so it's great on my it's you know really good to put yeah. really close to guitar amps and you can just hear everything and mm -hmm. that's the sound you hear on almost every rock album but then i learned about this little trick and i saw someone else do it and this is supposed to emulate that that particular um thriller mic you know that sure um i can't remember the name of it now Everyone but knows but so the the big uh pillow you have on that thing just a big the, the, pop, the pop the windscreen the, yeah, yeah but the mic like is way back here yeah is that what you're saying and so like it's just giving you like a good distance yeah and it's filtering out a lot of the p p and s yeah the plosives know. right plosives. so we used to have screens on these but the p and s and yeah like we, they don't come through very much on here and we put yeah. processing on all right. the mics so it's kind of editing it out as we go live yeah um and that's what this thing is for it's basically they know you're trying to podcast they know you might not be great with mics and so they put like eight different little presets on your mics to make mm -hmm. everything just sound as good as possible yeah so you don't have to worry about it yeah it sounds like we've edited and this thing <laughs> and, and now it, whenever you see a president talk now look for this this particular um the gray and black screen. and you'll be like i know that windscreen you'll feel very smart give me your presidential speech like three sentences why why should we vote joe ryan well first of all i'm a man for the people we gotta, i think by we gotta the have people. the guitar and oh right it's here if, it, if he's running for president there yeah. is guitar hey y'all Here's why Joe Ryan deserves your vote for president. First of all, I'm born and raised in the old U.S. of A. Not only that, but I bleed red, white, and blue, my friend. <laughs> no matter what, I'm going to make sure that everyone has some bacon and baked beans in every mailbox. And if you don't have a mailbox, well, I'm going to force old Jeff Bezos to send a drone with that stuff for you. Vote Joe Ryan for president. Like a rock. I felt like we were starting to go. <laughs> <laughs> make, make America baked beans again. Yeah, I was That's just funny. thinking, if I was running as a Montanan, you know, you have to go little little outlaw country. Got to mm -hmm. gotta don the, the flannel shirt. You got to have uh, the commercial with you hunting yeah, stuff. Yeah, and fly fishing. Even and if you fly, don't fly fishing. Fish. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and so, yeah. But then I would also be that, you know, musician type yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and vet. I mean, come on. You gotta, you gotta oh, vet. yeah, you should yeah. have mentioned that you were a vet. I'm also a vet. Served honorably. I serve my country honorably. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say anything because it's going to be like, yeah, there needs to be like a scene of you like, you know, injecting a bison with like some kind of like, you know, tuberculosis <laughs> vaccine. And then he's like, I serve. Oh, I'm like, oh, that kind of vet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then I also went on, to be a, then I went on to be a veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, so one thing I've noticed now being at our second uh, talk here yeah. with, our, with our guest is that he's really good at uh, shifting the conversation back to you or I. Mm -hmm. 
uh-huh. whenever we ask him about something that's direct, he's like, well, you, you tell me about that mic Deflection. geek out there. Yeah, he, de- he <laughs> yeah. deflects. I know this Joel did that too. He's like, let, mm-hmm. me, throw, let me throw that back at really? you. Right. Okay, all right, and, no more And deflection. we like talking <laughs> right. about ourselves, so we fall right into the trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, most of our guests um, can easily wrap us around their little pinky because mm-hmm. we're just like, yeah, let's talk about myself. Woo-hoo. Ooh, yeah. I've been waiting this whole time. <laughs> you want to hear more about me? <laughs> right? Oh, that's great. I'm glad, guests, that we brought you in here to talk about us. Yes. Well, you just remember that line, you'll be like, that's so great, you know, but enough about me. Let's talk about you. What <laughs> yeah. do you think about yeah. me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a great question, John. We'll come back to that later. Great. 12 years as a voice actor. <laughs> yeah. Why? So uh, <clears throat> the long and short of it was before that, I was a licensed massage therapist. And that um, makes complete sense. So I, I know. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. my daughter was uh, soon to be born. And I uh, had really bad body mechanics when I was doing massage. So I essentially, I started having back problems. Hmm. And then one day, just out of the blue, I got up and started walking somewhere and collapsed and uh, found out that I had three ruptured discs in my lower back. And one of them was pushing on some nerves. And so essentially it caused my right leg to like entirely go dead. And so the, uh, the doctor's like, hey, you know, we can give you some cortisone injections and this and this and probably want to look for a different career because you need to decide whether you want to keep doing this or you want Mm -hmm. to be able to carry your daughter and walk. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started thinking like, what are like some things that I could do that don't require physicality, right? Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. that as long as I'm sentient, I can do this. And um, voice acting had kind of always been something that I thought like in the wheelhouse and I was really lucky. I already had social media maintenance and experience at that point. And so I Mm. went online and I found this voice actress out of Canada that had done work for like Dragon Ball Z and Care Bears and all this kind of stuff and and was doing other things. And I was like, hey, your social media really sucks. (laughs) So I will run your social media as you and I will reply to like all of your fans and stuff like that as you and schedule your stuff. And in turn, you give me voice lessons for free. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll work that out. And and so So resourceful. Good idea happened and then from there I think like uh, my first month of lessons with her I booked my first job and I've been doing it ever since okay so so this I know how to talk right yeah like like you can hear me using words yeah and I'm somewhat articulate I make up make up words sometimes I can even vouch for him yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah, so Joe's you, been around you come across yep. as intelligent yep. yes. uh, so what would voice acting be like like how does that start like and, and training like how do you how do you get coached into using your voice so the thing is that people forget is it's like the the first problem that people have to overcome is like, you know, we're sitting here, we're having a conversation and talking to one another, right? But the second I put a script in front of you and ask you to read that script, well, you're not talking to me anymore. Now you're talking at me. Mm-hmm. And people forget that scripts are written with punctuation and grammar to be interpreted from being read. Mm-hmm. And so you have to get really good at deciding, okay, yeah, there is a comma here. There is this, but like, how would I actually say this? to you if I'm talking with you and I'm engaging with you because it's not going to be how it's on that paper. So make it sound like it's not being read. Correct. Mm -hmm. You know, and and you have to take that away from it and you have to, and you have to start thinking about the moment before and the moment after, right? People are like, what's the moment before? And it's like, okay, so Mm -hmm. maybe the line for you, like, let's just say we're doing a commercial, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, it's the best truck I've ever owned. That's your line, right? Right. And people be like, it's the best truck I've ever owned, you know? And it's just this very stilted thing. And it's like, Uh what's the moment before? Well, what do you mean? Well, every scene had this thing. What were we talking about before that caused you to have this response? Right, because it's the best truck I've ever owned. Yeah, and what are you saying afterward, right? Because Because it doesn't just clip off there. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. tell me about your truck or wait, does it have this feature on it? You know, whatever that, that 
and then and then having that in the moment and then what are you going to say next helps you in the sentence okay i like that yes were you so were you was she sending you a script and then you would record and then you guys would talk about it so we'd go through and do them yeah we'd Mm -hmm. go through and do them live like i'd pick like five or scripts or five or six scripts every time you know zoom wasn't a thing at that time so we'd get on Mm -hmm. skype video calls Mm -hmm. and we'd sit there and we'd go through and read them and you'd have to like mark up the scripts and and learn and you know Mm -hmm. you learn to do visualizations so like maybe you're doing a commercial about like you know fish sticks and you don't like fish sticks Mm -hmm. but then you have to find Mm -hmm. things that, that you do love so that you train yourself like okay you know, puppies really make me happy and smile. And it's like, people don't get it, but like you can hear a smile when you're talking. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So it's like fish sticks. Okay. Oh, yeah. But then it's like, well, I really love puppies and puppies make me smile. So when I talk about it, I'm going to think of fish sticks, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, and it's little things like that. And, and we call it the power of the secret, right? Everybody thinks that big is the hard sell, right? The more I say it, it's just $5.99 and you're going to get it this week for $5.99, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, Brian, did you know I just picked this up and wow, I just got it over there. It was only $5.99. That catches you, right? Right. Because right. wow, it's like, oh, I'm in on a secret that not everybody else gets to know. You know, and it's just, it's training those things. And those things, again, they change based on the genre that you're voicing and what you're doing. But it's a, you know, it's like we were talking before we got a recording, like especially with anime things and stuff, people would be like, yeah, I do a great uh, accent off this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like, but you have to flesh it out, right? Like you do a great pirate character. How does the pirate sound when he's happy? How does it sound when he's sad? How does it sound when he's falling? How does he sound when he gets stabbed? How does he sound when he gets shot? When he buys a truck for five ninety nine. Buys a truck for five ninety nine. Yeah. You know, and 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 just all of these things, like it's a. Um, it's a process, you know, like there are some people that have like, like Joe, like has a really great natural voice well, you know, you. Of, of things that he could do, but like, there's still like things that, you know, you work on and you, you train toward for the, the genre that you want to work in. Oh. Right. And I, I like breathe into the mic when I'm listening to you. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so that's, I, I'm like really conscious of it now as we are talking well, about an, what's I'm happening. I'm an attractive guy. It's okay. And so, and so I'm just like, <laughs> most definitely. And so I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> Yeah, keep trying to tell me more, right? I'm trying to like listen through my breathing. Yeah, it's bad. But I laughed a little bit, and I don't want, I don't want you to be self-conscious. Okay. When when you mentioned fish sticks, yeah. there's a South Park episode with I Kanye West. I knew you were going to mention the South Park one. And and so I can't I can't hear fish sticks without hearing Kanye West saying, I don't love fish sticks. And, and so anyway. I have not seen that one. I'll go okay. look it up now. He ends up like, like living in the ocean with dolphins because he realizes he loves fish sticks. He loves sticks. fish sticks. Yeah, they're delicious. But it's, yeah, it's a... It's a play on words. It's a joke. It's a play on words. Play on words. But, you know, speaking about that, um, how to learn, it's like you you don't think about it when you're just talking to people. Like, how do I sound funny? How do I sound sad? Right. Um, And to be mindful of it when you're trying to deliver words Mm -hmm. that are not your own. You know, I learned a little, a lot about that in uh, the dinner theater I was working in because, um, you know, you just have to like, you know, think about, well, what would this guy say and how would he say it? And how am I going to get, you know, how do I add those natural pauses? Because when you're in front of a group, especially, um, Mm -hmm. you just want to, you kind of want to just get through your lines, Yeah. you know, like if I, I'm going to get all my lines, I'm going to get, I'm going to get all the words right there and then I'm going to be done. I'm like, whoo, internally, you Mm -hmm. know, until I just get backstage and be like, okay, I got it done. But until you can really add those nice dramatic pauses and like really use the stage and be comfortable in the moment. That's where all that training comes in, yeah. you know, and because I'd never thought about like, well, how do I, how would I say, well, that's the best truck I ever owned or well, maybe it's going to be the beginning of my answer. Well, it's the best truck I ever owned. Here's right. why. Yeah. 
and but I've never thought about well how am I how am I putting those words together what notes what's the gate what's the meter of how I'm saying that you mm -hmm. know because um, a lot of us uh, when when people talk about uh, I don't have any musical talent let's say they'll say I have no musical talent whatsoever and I can say you're you're absolutely lying to me the mm -hmm. second you said it you yeah. know I don't even have to do any research because you weren't talking to me like this because you're not a monotone person right. because you're singing to me either mm -hmm. even when you don't know it every word you say is a note and you're using these notes and you're using rests and you're using a, maybe even a timing signature yeah. and you're going to talk really fast we're not talking about going to you're talking to it in a nice little pleasing way that I can understand all the words, just like country music. Well, well a good country music, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. And, you know, like, and it becomes exceptionally difficult. Like, it doesn't happen as much, right? Mm -hmm. But every now and then you'll have a client where, like, <clears throat> I actually had one, like, three weeks ago, to be honest with you, where it's like the video is done but now you need to condense the text to meet the frames in the video, right? And not necessarily like the lip taps, like we're doing a dub, I've had to do dubs. I, <laughs> I don't do dubs anymore. But it's like, great, here's two paragraphs and we need you to have these two paragraphs and you've got to read these between the 30 and the 45 second mark. Mm. So two paragraphs to be read in 15 seconds. And then, you know, the next line is just one line, but that video frame is 30 seconds long. You know, and oh. but we need you to sound natural throughout, and and, and you know, trying to figure <laughs> oh. out these things. You know, and be like, okay, all right, this is a lot. Like, where can I, like, where can I condense this? Where can I do this? You know, and mm -hmm. and do you ask um, them like, have you tried reading this just on your own, sir? Because <laughs> so, this doesn't make sense. Why don't you do it once, just so I can hear? Yeah. <laughs> I used to get a lot more frustrated in the beginning until you realize that it's like you're just a bit player in mm -hmm. this overall thing, right? And there's so yeah. many people involved. Like the person that you're dealing with probably didn't even write the script. They're probably just like the in-between between the video editor mm -hmm. and this and, and go back. And, and so no I got to the point where if it's a client that I have a good relationship with, that I'll do what they ask. And then I'll be like, hey, I threw an alt on here for you afterwards. Why don't you see if that works? And just try right, it where right. I, I've switched things around or, or a lot of times, like I have a lot of agents in Europe. So I'll deal with European clients that are doing things for English commercials and stuff like that. And they're non-native speakers. And so you can just tell, I know what they're trying to say, but I'm like, we wouldn't actually say it that way. You know, oh, yeah. so right, I'll right, give right, you right. one of the lines this way that you've said it. And then I gave you an alt of like how more of a native speaker would say it. And you can switch that out if you want to. So, so do you also research, because I'm assuming all your clients aren't from Great Falls, Montana, because no. you just mentioned from outside the country. So yeah. you research uh, regional dialect as well. So if somebody's, you know, asking for something from down south, you know, do you try to do a southern accent or does, do most people not even really want accents anymore? Do they want more of like a, a flat works everywhere? kind so of? So I usually don't because believe it or not, the area that we're in and the way that we speak, uh, people from other areas tend to consider, even though we're not central, they consider that a Midwest accent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to them, we don't have an accent. Right, so like right. that's the preferred thing that they want. So I usually don't try and listen to other areas and mimic that because they're specifically going for that. Yeah. Um, like we have a yeah, lack have, of an accent. That's yeah, weird. Right. And I mean, like we obviously have one, but mm -hmm. to them, you know, um, but uh, yeah, no, I actually don't do a lot of local things. There are very few, but most of mine are, are things that I do that are like national clients or international clients. 
um, and, and things of that nature. There's a couple times where like uh, for IVR, so it's like the phone systems, you know, that I've had like some restaurants out of New York and stuff like that. And they're like, hey, you know, we want you to have that like real stereotypical, like, hey, Moxie, like, thanks for calling Rocco's, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and for those, I'll do it, yeah. but it's a character. So it's not, it doesn't matter if it's authentic or not because they want you to go for what the stereotype. They want you to play up that that stereotype. Cool. So is, you mentioned uh, previously, I don't even know if we were recording, uh, but like video games. Yeah. You've done education, educational is the wrong, like training, training videos. Yeah, e-learning they call it. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, e-learning. Is there like a video game that one of our listeners might have played yeah, so if you've ever played JobBot, like on HTC Vive or like any of the VR things, it's a game like, you know, you're working in a convenience store and these customers come in, you have to like make hot dogs, make cash, all this kind of stuff. Oh, okay. So there's an English bot that was in there, the bot that's like really jacked up on the energy drinks I did. And I think there's two other ones that they used the final cuts for. So that's probably like the most widespread one. I think it came standard, like with the like when you bought the HTC Vive, it came yeah. with it um, from Alchemy Labs. And then yeah. so with something like that, because it's a video game, uh, they probably just have like 20 phrases that that character says or a yeah. hundred or whatever it is. Yeah. And you just say those and yeah, you usually get like a spreadsheet and it tells you like what the character is doing at the time and okay. like the, the kind of intonation and stuff that they want for it, you know, and, and then, then you're supposed to deliver the line. Oh, okay. So that could, that gives me another thing too. Is so you, you're going to get a spreadsheet and it says you got to do this bot and he's got to say, yippee, right. but he's falling off a cliff. Right. So, you know, you're not super excited about the yippee or, you know, whatever. So it actually gives you like emotion and the scenario and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like like that that would be a fun job. It is like it's interesting to be something different every day, you know, like Mm -hmm. and you get the the opportunity to be different things like. um, But sometimes it can be like extremely frustrating, Mm. you know, and and, like a perfect example was uh, I think we talked about this a little time uh, last time, but we weren't recording is so there was a hopefully they don't hear this. There was a client (laughs) that really loved my voice and they're doing Latin tutorials on teaching college kids how to speak Latin. Yeah. And they're like, we want you to do these. And I'm like, that's great. I don't speak Latin. And they're like, no, 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 we'll help you with the pronunciation. Right. And uh, so I went through and did these in what should have been, you know, if it was anything else that I was familiar with, it probably would have been an hour job. I would have been in and out and done. Um, ended up taking weeks and we eventually had to do like live sessions where they were coaching me through how to pronounce each of these, Dang. you know, cause mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, like one of them like was uh Vinny Vidi Vice, right? I'm like, everybody knows that Vinny yeah. Vidi Vice. And they're like, actually <laughs> the real Latin pronunciation is Winnie Weedy Vice. It's a W instead of a V. Oh gosh. So all of these things and going back through and doing it and, you know, yeah, uh, it, it turned out to be a long thing. So like, but did they end like up those, using after weeks of work? Did they end up actually using your voice? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, was good. the final selection, but yeah. I, I recommend. There's a funny video if anybody wants to see. It, it should still be out there. It's a couple years ago, but it was called the Santa Sessions. The right? Santa Sessions. And uh, I, I'm I'm lucky now because most of the people that I've worked with, I have long term relationships with, and they trust me. So mm. I just go in, I do the session on my own, and I'm done. Oh, cool. But every now and then, I'll still have like these live sessions, right? Right. But when I first started voice acting, I saw this thing called the Santa sessions and I'm like, that's so unrealistic. It's unbelievable. And then like it 
came out to be true. So what this is, is it's Santa Claus and he goes into a studio, right? And he's like, all right, they're like, all right, give us the lines. And he's like, ho, 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 right? And they're like, sorry, I felt like it was a little heavy on the last ho. Maybe it could be like more of a ho, ho, ho. And so it's like this five minute thing of just Santa saying ho, 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 like 35 different ways, right? right. I don't know, call Bob in here. Bob, like, come in, like, what do you think? Well, you know, I'm not really getting the alliteration, you know? <laughs> yeah. And going through all these. And after he's done through these, you know, 50 takes that he's gone through, they're like, yeah, I think we just like the first one best. Yeah. Let's just go, let's just go back and use the first one, yeah. you know? And at first I was like, so unrealistic, but like I've had clients where I'm like, no, it's, it really goes down that way sometimes. And you know, they're sitting in their thing and they're drinking water and, and doing whatever. And they've yeah. got their five people and you know, you're mm -hmm. in this isolated booth standing for like two hours where it's just like, okay, it's like 900 degrees in here. Like, can we get on yeah, with it? Let's, let's do this and be done. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, that's ha that happens in the studio all the time when you're, that's why people just hit record and then they're like, Hey, let's work on these ideas. And they start recording things mm -hmm. because usually the first take is the best one. Yeah. You can do it a hundred times with that first one. So for some reason there's this magic in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be frustrating. And I wanted to say, I just remembered that I took one lesson with you, if you remember, you did. doing uh, yeah. for voice acting. And I don't remember if this was part of the thing that you were having me do or just something that I had come about then later. But I remember seeing a script mm -hmm. or finding a script. And then just, it was one of those things where, you know, they just list a whole bunch and then you can just look at one and, you know, try it yeah. and then send it in. Yeah. And so it was, and it was for a cartoon and it, it was tough. It was yeah. like, well, here's this mad scientist or something who had kind of talks like this yeah. and he's going to be saying this line. And I honestly kind of had like, you know, writer's block. I yeah. was like, whoa, I, geez, I don't know. Cause I'm like trying to picture the, the cartoon and like, well, what would, what would it be like? And then what am I going to do with my voice? And this is all weird. And so yeah. I can see how that would be really like a, it's a, it's a deep skill set. You know, you really have to dig in and you, you think that, oh man, this is going to be so easy. I'll just go and get a script and I'll just come up with something. And no, nah, not yeah. really. Not unless you're just, I mean, you, you, your creative line is hooked directly to your muse, right. which is, yeah. It probably was me. It sounds like an old voices.com thing, like back in the pay to play day. Like it sounds like for the, so mm -hmm. usually, you know, when people get into it and you start off, like there's a things called pay to play, right? Where people would pay a subscription service mm. and they could go audition for these jobs where agents would put their jobs, you know? And, and that was kind of like the, the standard thought process that that's what you went through until you actually got agents. And then the auditions just came into you and you weren't playing and then you got or paying and then you got clients and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, those things, you know, and it was, that was the, the thing that made people stand out is like, there's probably 500 other people that submitted the same audition. So we'll just use the yippee line that you used, right? Yeah. Your yippee falling off a cliff. Well, it's like, how many of those 500 people were like, yippee! And that was the yippee line, right? Mm -hmm. So then the people that have been in longer, you're like, okay, well, how do I change this and make it unique and stand out so that mm -hmm. it's not the same thing that everybody else, but it's still, mm -hmm. you know. So there is a, like a little bit of mental gymnastics cool. that can go along with a lot of that. Yeah. Well, stuff. And and you know, so I've done you you so you took a you took a class mm -hmm. with John. Yeah, just one introductory class. I remember he kind of showed me his closet setup. Yeah, it was and under the stairs in that uh, the place that I lived over on Lamplighter back in. The, it was the only place that I could get like any kind of soundproof. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was very cool because I liked the idea of being able to do something at home. Yeah. you know, because I'm a musician too, so I'm always looking for different streams of income in case the gigs get canceled or anything like that. So it's like my own sort of yeah. um, insurance. Um, so I was I was in, very interested in this, and it was really cool to see. Um, I mean, because it's like not just a uh, voice acting. Then you know, there's you got to learn that, and then you got to learn the computer recording. 
stuff. You know, you right. get like, well, what's an interface? What's a yeah. good mic to use? What's not going to be too much? Can I use that MXL 990, which is perfect for anyone just getting into it, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but you can do it with any mic almost mm-hmm. if you know what you're doing with editing. And that was like, then it really opened my eyes. Like, not only is this, you got to record your voice and it's got to sound pretty good. Well, you got to know how to build a character. You got to kind of know what they're dealing with. You yeah. got to kind of understand that maybe you're up against 100 other people, how to stand out. But then, Recording software is no no one day thing. I mean, yeah. you got to put weeks and weeks into it before you actually get oh just a little bit comfortable with it, so that everything isn't taking like an hour. Right. You know. Yeah, and checking, or, making sure your noise floor isn't too much. And what that, is you know, a noise floor? And what's that little buzz in the background? How do I get rid of that? Yeah. You know. Because yeah. the nice, sen- the more nice and sensitive the mic is, the more it's going to pick up every single thing in your house. And you didn't realize or, that your, or even your refrigerator in the, runs. The wiring. Yes. That yeah. you're using is picking up a noise because we had that problem too yeah uh, there was a while at one place i had where it would pick up the radio station i have no idea how right the bane of but my I'm existence sitting there and yeah. i'm like what is that and i'm like listening and i'm like why am i picking up k99 like what the you know <laughs> yeah like, yeah yeah and that, the sad thing for me on that particular one i was like an hour and a half into the recording i was doing and i was just like, like dang it okay, and it's hard to edit out everything's trash yeah i had to get oh. rid of it and start over and so, so the whole reason I was saying that is I haven't done any classes for, mm-hmm. for voice acting. And so when I think about it, like, I think everybody for both, whether it's voice acting or just acting in general, thinks they can do it, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. it's just being a person, yeah. right? Like, it's, and I'm a person all day long. <laughs> but if we had scripted out the conversation that we just had, it would take us way longer because you, you end up almost overthinking it. Yeah. But you kind of need to overthink it because you need to get into character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if that character is you, it would be easier. But if I just said, hey, Joe, explain you know, the stairs, which you already explained. It was, oh, it was really cool to go down there and you, know, and you explained yeah. it really quick. But if I had written that out for you, yeah. how long would that take? And, you just, and then you become you know, self-conscious. I, I think about if uh, I was to do it that'd be the first the hardest thing would be to just try it the first time even like yeah. you, mm-hmm. we were kind of joking about uh dialects and and accents and pirates and whatever mm-hmm. i haven't even done any i don't know if you've noticed i haven't done any at all because just it's just getting that he's afraid of the judgment I'm in, like, yeah oh. it's just getting that into the world <laughs> yeah and i'm really bad with you know the scottish accent or mm-hmm. pirates I'm, I'm just not that great yeah you, you know what's interesting it is it's, it's just like any other skill you know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could, you it, I practice. could definitely learn it, mm-hmm. but even by myself, mm-hmm. I don't want to know, you know, I'm a, you know, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm fearful of an audience of one. And that should, one is me. You I should work on the pirate voice. Cause even when you say R, I laugh. Yeah. It's, like <laughs> it's, it's already paying dividends. Mm, that, yeah. that little practice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They're not going to hear this. I'll tell you. So anytime someone says R, I have to not laugh. And it's not because the R, but, um, I had some friends uh, it was a couple that they had decided that they were going to try some role play to like spice things up. And like the, mm-hmm. the husband came into the bedroom and was like, I'm a pirate, you know? And the <laughs> wife like just started, was like so hokey. She like started laughing and like couldn't contain herself. And it just got like really turned off to the idea. And I think they never did anything. So anytime someone talks about a pirate, that's where my mind goes. And I'm just like, Oh, poor guy. Yeah. I'm a pirate. So was this on a show or did you somehow get involved in like, um, counseling with someone? 
probably just a funny story. You know, I. <laughs> so I, I'm just wondering how you how you know about this. There's something about me that I feel that people feel really comfortable opening up and telling me things that they wouldn't tell other people, and I think that mm. they can do it, and it, that I will respond, and it's not going to come just because like my life experiences have been so varied and so open and stuff like that. I think people think that they can't tell me anything that's going to shock me. Mm. You know, yeah. and and that it's like usually I, I try and give feedback from a place of probably more like a counselor or, or stuff like that. Right, like, well, right. Hey, you know, hey, have you done this? And, and you know, maybe mm-hmm. da-da-da. But, uh, yeah, I get like, yeah. Okay. So this things is just, like that. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, things like that are normal place to me. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, what, people don't talk to you about that kind of stuff? <laughs> like, oh, huh, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. It, well, it's pretty commonplace, especially in my previous well, jobs. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah, commonplace yeah, yeah, yeah. for me as well. But it is weird when you're having that conversation with somebody because that's not a typical conversation yeah. that people just, just See, randomly like I apparently have, have a different that, periphery yeah. and a different life. Yeah, that, some, uh, yeah. I think somebody said Must be. Uh, it was a joke on the office because uh, Dwight, he's like, yeah, people just open up to me. I don't know. I just know, you know, these yeah. things. I think it's my cheekbones. And he actually has <laughs> German cheekbones, yeah. and that's what he says. And so that might be it. It might just be your cheekbones. I think it's the eyes. I don't know. I think like I, maybe I have like trusting mm. eyes or something mm. like that. That could yeah. be it. I could fall into your eyes pretty right. easy. I could, I could mm-hmm. give you Thank my you. wallet right yeah. now. I'd That's be okay great. with that. Is there yeah. cash in it? No, I don't need oh, okay. cash. Yeah. And I just want to give a little shout out to our pirate friend. You know, good effort, matey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't give up. <laughs> Blarney. She'll be walking give, the plank give soon. Give me your wallet, and then I want you to breathe in serenity. Mm. And as you exhale, give me your pin number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Let's just do it off air, though. I don't, exactly, exactly. I don't trust energy. everybody that's listening. You know, listening. the funny one, just to go back, since, since you want me to rain things, is like, you know, the one that kills people on scripts is the exclamation mark. Mm. And it's just so funny because it's like, uh, you know, there's a, there's one on my demo stuff that's like over the next 30 minutes and this next I can't do it <laughs> over the next 30 minutes we're going to explain to you how to uh, assemble your new Peloton bike get ready we're going to tell you everything you need to go here are the tools you'll need to get started right each one of those in the script was an exclamation mark uh. but it's just the smile right like you <laughs> right, can hear right, the smile now right. like over the next 30 minutes but people will be like, over the next 30 minutes, we're going to tell you how to assemble your new Peloton bike, right? And it's like, Too it's much. not a game. Yeah, it's not yeah. a game show. Yeah. Like, who are you talking? And like, I always have this mental image of who I'm talking to, right? Oh, Even idea. if they're not there. It's, or it's like, I <laughs> mm-hmm. think about the Michael a lot of times, like, who am I talking to? I was picturing like, the woman you were talking to, yeah, right? too. She was in spandex. She and was like, in spandex. There's a, a Peloton box up. in front yeah, of her. Her husband is like yelling, yelling in the corner over there. Exactly. And you're just trying to like, because 30 minutes is a while to watch a video. Yeah. But you're trying to get them like to, to breeze over the 30 like, minutes yeah, and be excited. Be yeah. Oh, I like that. Cool. Okay, so so but voice acting isn't it? No, because because we did mention <laughs> in the last Button podcast. For punishment. Yeah, yeah, well, we mm. mentioned in the last po- podcast, and that's what we said we were going to start with this podcast was Mister Sisters. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like we do- we dove in too much. But it's a group mm-hmm. of three of you, yeah, males, yeah, that dress up as female, yeah, which is called being a drag queen. <laughs> yes, is mm-hmm. that a derogatory term? I don't think so. Okay, okay. so it's just a correct term. And I didn't assume it was, yeah. but I, I think there's people out here, especially in Montana, that this isn't part of their everyday life. Sure. 
So, but being called a drag queen, it just is, right? Like if you're called German, right? Like yeah. it just kind of is a thing, and depending on the tone, I guess, yeah. and uh, and who it's coming from, and oh, you know, whatever. Look, a drag queen. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ugh, drag queen, huh? The yeah, only one yeah. that I've ever okay. heard, like, and I don't know why that made me like. Is someone's like, you know, so and so, and they're a drag, and they were okay. using like, a drag like as a short abbreviated thing for drag queen, and I what was like. A drag? Yeah, and I didn't even take it as what a drag is like. The almost like the kicker for me was like, well, are you ashamed or afraid to say that they're a drag queen and that therefore the abbreviation makes it seem like it's something dirty, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, they're a drag, mm-hmm. you know. So that was the only one yeah. that I've ever been like, huh? Like, what's, this, what's the psychology there? That's are going you insulting on, you know? me through omission? Yeah, so omitting the word. You you've been voice acting for twelve. How long have you been a drag queen? Six. Six years. Yeah. Is that is that also the inception of Mister Sisters? Yes. Like yeah. all yeah, around the same time. Yeah, we had like two events that we did before that, and uh, one of the group, uh, Virgo is the the drag name, had actually been part of a performing drag trio called Famous Divas that like had been around way way longer, and he had actually retired. Um, and you know when uh, where we are now is still Machinery Row, Electric City Creative. One year decided they were going to do an end of summer. Uh, karaoke and drag party thing and they wanted some drag queens and they're like hey how about you you guys dress up and do this and um, I had got a Virgo to help me because like you know I think for Halloween and stuff like that a couple times I had dressed up but never like you know for a performance or anything and so it was just so much fun I was like what do I have to do to get you to come out of retirement mm-hmm. you know and and so there was a Christmas uh, event that we did after that and then uh, our, our first thing kind of together was we got together with some local artists and decided that we were going to do like this runway show with like performers dressed up as drag queens, but then featuring local art. So it had to be like wearable art, you know, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Of, of things that people made. Oh, and cool. like one of them was like this 20 pound, like steel butterfly that somebody, oh, yeah. well, that it was the most awesome thing. But of course I'm like, thank God I don't have to walk around, <laughs> carry it, you know, but it was amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then after that, you know, we talked about it and like people were starting to have fun with it and it wasn't, it wasn't the usual crowd that you would expect for that. We had business people in, you know, husbands and wives and stuff, and they just wanted something different. And then, so it was like the business mind comes in and it's like, how can I do this and make it something palatable for great falls? That's going to also open up people's mind, learn about something that they don't know about, but not have it be the stereotype that they expect. And how can I get you to a point where you come in and you do these and you have fun and you trust me that I can open your eyes up to things a little bit more? Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so it kind of just went from there. And then now, now, uh, I mean, we talked a little bit about, you know, canceling shows and we're not going to go through yeah. that stuff. But like now you weekly almost, I mean, what, what is kind of like the cadence would normally be outside of COVID? Yeah, normally. So when it started, you know, we were doing like one of our theater style shows like once a quarter you know and that was the thing and it's like you know then that transition to you know we were getting bookings like up in whitefish and going and doing shows in other places we had a trivia night or have a trivia night here at n bar once a month and bingo once at keller geist and Mm -hmm. you know private events that we get hired for and uh yeah and and we're looking to like going back to having more of those big style theater shows um because you know for me that's the the payoff of it is i love that creative thing that you, you know you don't get that as much with the trivias and the bingos mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's a uh, you get it it's like you're, you're doing trivia and oh i'm throwing a number in there but mm-hmm. the shows are fully fleshed out they have a plot line they have you know all of this kind of stuff behind them and, and that's where i feel like my creative mind really gets to i was gonna say you were mentioning explode. some of like the the 
yeah the shows that you were you were writing yourself and yeah. then performing that yeah it just sounded like really intriguing yeah and then joe mentioned in the last podcast like you can hit some notes that <laughs> there's there's not many people which they're just you impressive know, you, you know? can kind of oh see gosh. the the melding of the two talents we've just talked about of voice acting and then also being able to and then you shared if you if you go to rogue seven nine you can see these videos as well but the two videos of you singing one was queen and one was cranberries yeah hitting some notes that i'm just like wow yeah but then doing it in kind of more your own voice not yeah uh, what we'll what we'll call lexi's voice right yeah, yeah. so lexi's yeah, kind of a character but her voice is holy moly but then sounds like a lady yeah your voice on there while super high and crisp sounded like a guy was singing yeah so i'm like Phew. You've got two genders of voices. That are <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and so that, awesome. that, that ties in a really interesting question for me as sure. well. So when, when you are uh, in, in costume, is yeah. that the right? When, you, when yeah. you're in costume. When we you call it in up, face, if you in like face? the inside Ooh, logo. Cool. Like so that, that's, actually yeah, what it, that's actually where this is all, like this, this line of questioning sure. interrogation is going, is like how do people be respectful? Because I don't think a lot of people know that. And so when you are, so you, when you're in face... You want people referring to you as your character. Yes. So you don't want somebody walking up and saying, "Hey, John." You want you want. I'm not that. So I'm wondering if that would so, be disrespectful. No. Right? So uh, <laughs> it's so funny. We live in such interesting times right now. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So this is for me personally. For me personally, I never get upset at somebody that I feel is trying. Mm, right. Okay. Because the fact that you're trying. Mm -hmm. You're trying. There's a difference in intent when you know someone is trying and someone's just being a dick. Right. You, yeah. You've got like a, a Montana. I don't want to pick on anybody. We'll just say a Montana dude. Yeah. And he's like, hey, John, you know, like walks up. Yeah. And, like, you know, that, and, and they refuse. Then it's like, OK, but it's like and it's funny. And I think it's because it's, it's a man dressed as a woman that people have a harder time with it. But it's like. Well, like if we were doing a freaking play right now and I was dressed like Peter Pan in my spandex tights, like you come up and be like, hey, Mr. Pan or hey, Pete, because that's the character that you're playing. Every, mm -hmm. Just in, in, right? a, in a few weeks, we're going to have everybody dressed up in a different costume and we're going to refer to them as, oh, you're such a cute ghost. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, what is the, the frozen characters? We're going to see yeah, those everywhere. Yeah, you're Elsa or and, your Anna, right? And, because and, that's uh, the character. Yeah. And, so, and so, so, yeah, so when I'm in face and stuff like that, right? Like, I, I prefer that people use, like, the character name and, and you know, she and stuff like that. Or her. Lexi, but, yeah, but I don't Tucker, Dixon. Exactly. Yep. And I usually try and say it really fast so people don't get it. Like, Lexi Tucker Dixon. And then, like, at, mm -hmm. like at, the, at the end of the show, seven drinks later, people come up and they're like, oh, my God, I just got the name. It's <laughs> yeah. the most hilarious thing ever. <laughs> yep. yep. You know? Uh, but, but, like, I, I never get mad for people for not knowing. And that was the whole purpose when we started those things, right? One of my greatest stories, that it's happened twice to me now. It happened again this year, right? Mm -hmm. As we were doing a show in Helena, and there was this old farmer, like you could tell, just like really hardworking guy. He must have been, oh, he's, Joe's getting ready yeah. with like the sentimental journey back sentimental music, journey. right? Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, right, sentimental right? journey, let's hear it. Old so range, he right? was like, yeah, he was probably like 65, 70 years old. And you could just tell like, you know, he probably grew up in a rural community his entire life and stuff like that. And he sat and he watched these numbers that we did and stuff. And at the end of the show, he came up to me and he said, you know, I want to ask you something. And he said, and I don't want to be offensive, but I just want to ask you. And he's like, why like this? Why all of this? And I was like, well, let me, let me ask you. I was like, 
if it was just me and I had done this, would you have felt as comfortable to stand and watch and learn the things that you did and come up to me afterward and ask this question? And he's like, no, because this made it funny and this made it approachable. And I was like, there you go. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was the same thing that was pride this year in Helena. And we were there and this guy, like, just like, he was like, he reminded me of the guy from like, you remember raising Arizona? Like, do you Mm -hmm. remember the guy that was like the bounty hunter that was looking for the kid? Just like a dude's dude, right? Like Mm -hmm. weathered face, beard and stuff like that. It comes up with his Sturgis motorcycle rally thing on in his leather pants and his wife or girlfriend or whoever he found for the weekend. I don't know what she was. Right. Yeah. He's like, well, let me get this right. Right. And he's like, they're, they're men, but you're a woman, right? I guess it's the cheekbones, right? It helps me like, slide under the yeah. radar a little more. And I was yeah. like, no, I was like, it's like them. And he's like, wow. And he's like, you know what? He's like, I just got to say, he's like, it's, it's a little confusing. And he's like, but I respect what you did because how much effort it, it, it took. And he's like, right. you guys put on a hell of a show. Yeah. He's like, I think that's cool, right? Those are the moments to me that make it worth it. Because I'm like, I'm not trying to change you. I'm not trying to make you something that you're not. I'm just trying to get you to step outside of the box and realize maybe other people aren't what you think they are. Or, or and even you can enjoy these things. Even yeah. You're not even trying to get somebody to accept any kind of religious or political views, right? Yeah. It's, it's just like, can you enjoy a show? Yeah. And if you think about it, our, our whole... Uh, this, this could go too deep, but like everybody's actually in costume. You just mentioned two guys that were in costume coming up yeah. to you because the one rancher dude, you knew he was a rancher because he's dressing like a rancher, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And then the other guy, you knew he had a Harley yeah. because of the clothes he was wearing exactly. and the girl he had on his side. Yeah. So, and the, and they're, they're all wearing these costumes and because you're wearing one that, that, that changes your gender essentially, Yeah. That makes it this whole political, you know, whatever deal. Well, yeah, and because people, like, a lot of people feel that, like, you're trying to, like, mislead people and, like, you know, you're trying to, like, coerce the poor person that doesn't realize what you are really underneath that, right? Like, they go back to the whole crying game thing, I think, of the, the movie and stuff like that. And it's like, mm. but that's not what it to is. To what end? Like, you know? like well, exactly, to what end? Like, what are you trying to do? But, uh, you know, RuPaul says it all the time is that, you know, everybody is born naked and the rest is drag. And it really is. Like you are at your core what you are. And the things that we put on about ourselves are the appearance and the impression that we want to give to other people. Mm -hmm. I'm not sitting here in a three-piece suit right now because that would give you a different impression. Right, right. I'm laid back. I've got my ball cap on and my shorts and my flip-flops and... You yep. know. Do you yep. remember? Do you remember when we were watching TV, say, 15 years ago, and the stereotypical um, Harley guy, yeah, the big ogre with the tattoos, would walk in, and everyone would kind of treat him a certain way and go, "Oh, oh this guy's scary." Yeah. And then he'd say something super smart. Yeah. And and let you know that he'd been to Harvard and he's actually a lawyer or something like that. Exactly. And everyone goes, "Oh!" And the moral of the story is, let's not judge a book by its cover. It's like yeah. kind of like the same thing, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. maybe that Harley guy saw himself in Lexi. It could be, yeah. In a way. Because, uh, yeah, there, there's, there's this... <laughs> not, not that way, but, uh, you know, the, the, the... I was like, wait a second. The, whole, the wholesome way <laughs> the that wholesome I... The wholesome way. Yeah, the yes. wholesome way that I'm going for. Yeah. yeah. Wholesome. Wholesome. <clears throat> we... Now I totally lost train of thought, too. Oh, there's a, there's a guy I listen to his podcast that has a, like, really big southern drawl. Okay. Uh, he's in Virginia. Oh, I can't even remember now. But anyways, a deep southern doll. But this guy researches and researches and researches and is, is really intelligent. Yeah. But because he, it's a southern draw, he's mentioned mm-hmm. it a few times. He's like, yeah, people don't believe 
that I'm that like, he's past an eighth grade because, yeah. intelligence, you know, yeah. but he's like, I could probably train myself to get rid of it, but I actually like the way I talk. <laughs> I love the way he talks, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, it's all like he could choose to change that. And then we talked about Venom. Um, oh, what is the actor's name again? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy yeah. does amazing accents and, and different things as well. Mm-hmm. He could get rid of, if you've heard him speak outside of any character, he has an accent. He's, he's like, I could get rid of it if I wanted London. to, you yeah. know, but he doesn't. Like, yeah. it, it's who he is. Mm. And then, then you, realistically, like, you're, you, you've had this draw and then also the, the talent and, and gifting to, to have this, this voice, the cheekbones, the, the hip bones. I, I think the way my, my wife mentions it is like, how can somebody be more attractive in either gender like than most people? Like <laughs> she's like, he's, he's like a super attractive dude and also like a super attractive woman. But that, that <laughs> takes such talent, right? And I absolutely agree with her. I'm not trying to like deflect off to my wife for any yeah. reason. Like I, I absolutely agree with you. Like you're a good looking dude and a female. Well, thank you. And, and that's, that's talent. And also, like, some gifts that you were given. Like, you were just born with some hips, right? Like, mm, you know? <laughs> and, and, but, and then to be, able to, to be able to use them. And so I, I think that, like, being able to, to express art, and I, and I think it's actually something really needed in, in communities that we, we don't get a lot of difference in Montana. Right. Right? There's not a lot of... People don't like moving up where it's super cold. So yeah. we actually don't have a lot of racial difference. We have native. Sure. We have native. It's pretty whitesome and delightsome, as I, I refer right, to it. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. and and we get things a little later. So even though like the rest of the the world is going through a lot of trans, transgender, sure. uh, gender dysphoria, you know, whatever you want to call that, uh, uh, homosexuality, whatever, we get it much later here in Montana. Mm-hmm. We're going through years later, and I think it's something needed here. To allow people to experience rather than just watch through a social media, mm-hmm. whatever, Fox News, CNN, wherever, you yeah. know, left leaning, right leaning, they are to experience it. Sure. And, uh, yeah, and so I just, I just appreciate it. What is, to, to, to rather not have this be super, super serious, what is the hardest part, no pun intended, Sure. and, and, and what is the, the absolute, like, if, it's, if you're like, this night, I killed it what happened that night? So those two questions I have for you to, to make it a little bit more lighter. Uh, the hardest part is, is like, it is painful. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of work that goes into crafting that look that isn't real, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're putting on a corset and like, you know, stretching yourself, like, or, or, you know, not stretching, but like, you know, constricting yourself more and then like shoving yourself in these heels and stuff like that. And then, and a lot of women, I laugh sometimes, they're like, great, you understand what it feels like. And I'm like, I do understand what it feels like. Now you understand what it feels like for me. I want you to do that and go hit a B5 while you're dropping into the splits <laughs> too, right? It's it's that and then some. Oh, yeah, you right? can do the splits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, but, you know, so that's the hardest part is like it, it does take a physical toll on you. And the other part is it's hard. It's so funny. You do it to blow stereotypes out of the water and to give people an opportunity to be like, yeah, we laugh at the stereotype and it's stupid, but now let's really talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes, as silly as it is, you can catch yourself falling into those gender things where you're like, 
you know, like uh, like Julie that works with us, it has like a, a much smaller frame than I do. I think like as a guy, I have a, a pretty manly frame and stuff. And then it's just like, oh, if I could just be a little bit thinner, or I could just do this. And then like you have those moments where you're like, well, shit, now I'm falling into this whole thing that I'm trying to battle off. Right, 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 right. right. But it's good because it makes you cognizant and then you can talk about it with people. Like, right? Like, isn't it stupid how we expect women to do this and da-da-da-da-da? And, and it's a lot of work. And But you experience you know, how hard it is to stave those off even in your own work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the other part of it, too, is you realize how easy it is to slip into those things, you know, and, and not think about. So, so those are the hard things. And also feeling like like you give people something. Like, I hate to repeat numbers even though I have done it, you know. And I, I never want people to come and feel like they didn't get the full meal deal experience. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. trying to do a cartwheel into the splits in a, in a, in a bar where you've got like a, a three way or a three foot, you know, breadth of trying to not kick somebody in the face and do it. But it's like, but you know that they want it and you don't want to let them down, but you also mm-hmm. don't want to hurt somebody and you don't want to hurt yourself, you know? Oh yeah. Those like are the hard like parts. every 16 year old girl when trying to take a selfie for social media is thinking the same thing, yeah, right? This is know. what they want. I got to give it to yeah. them rather than I really want to take a picture of a butterfly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like there's probably things you want to do that people you don't well maybe you don't think people want to see or hear and then there's things you know they want just because you've heard the reaction you've seen it you know and and Mm -hmm. maybe you're just not ready that night but you're like i got three feet we're doing it right now you know and to to give it yeah yeah and 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 the 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 win part is a is a twofold thing for me right as a performer it's like you know moments like when i did do find your grail or like uh, diva's lament also from spam a lot or saying the national anthem uh you know on the steps of the courthouse the second time when i wasn't worried about being shot <laughs> or anything like that you know <laughs> nice. um th- th- it's a, a really bad story but it's like uh the first time we did it was just a pride was happening a couple days after the pulse nightclub shooting and they had neglected to tell us that there was going to be a 21 gun salute from the lewis and clark honor guard over (sighs) in the park and told us like right before so i'm like wow not only am i up here for like these two three thousand people you know like i'm there's nothing around me. Like if somebody wanted to take me out right now, they could, but I've got to remember that if I hear guns going off in the background, it's coming from the park. And <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it not was not the grassy knoll. Yeah. yeah. So it was pitchy to say the least. I hit the important notes that the people care about, but the mm-hmm. rest of it was a, a journey. So I got to do it again in, in Billings, but again, like I, I found out that I was doing it and like, I found out three hours before I left that like my grandma was passing away and I wasn't going to be able to make it down and see mm. her and stuff. So it's like, there was always this little like twinge to it. So, mm-hmm. but doing it and doing those numbers and hitting those notes, which are hard for me and anything that felt like a win and to see the people and, and be like, wow, like I, I did this, mm-hmm. like I've, I've accomplished this. And as a performer feeling like that moment of like, okay, like you can, you can, you can sit back and enjoy this for a second, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a win for me. And the other part was I very specifically created Lexi to be the kind of person that I always wanted to have in my life that I never had. And it was the person that unconditionally loved you, that supported you, that would be your champion, that would push you on and, and remember those details that other people would pass off and not remember about you and stuff like that for everybody that came to the shows. And I do my best. I'm a human. I feel sometimes, you know, but those moments when the, the gal can come up and it's, it's so funny. They don't see you as the other person anymore. 
Mm. They don't mm-hmm. look at like Saint Seamus John. They they think that like it's like kids think of Santa Claus, right? Mm-hmm. Or going to Disney Disneyland, Lexi, you you talk to any yeah, of those characters just like they are the characters. When they don't see Lexi at the show, they assume she's out doing her grocery shopping. She's out doing whatever. <laughs> yeah, like she yeah, exists yeah, yeah. to them. Yeah. You know, and so when I can see people in the ladies, like, yeah, we came to the show, and I'm like, I remember you brought your grandma out. She was 89. You guys sat five rows back, and it was the first time she'd ever been to something like that. And she had such, a, and I remember the, yeah, that was us. Those are the real mm-hmm. moments that make it, because it's mm-hmm. like, I gave you something in your life. Like, we shared a moment together, and, and you feel that, like, it was important to you, but it was important to me too like those moments of being that person that i created for somebody are the wins for me and so we were when we were going Sorry. through the, no 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 really good when we were going through the 10 questions we had mentioned it jokingly a few times like if a, if a psychiatrist or psychologist were to hear your answers they'd be like oh and so i'm wondering are there yeah. things that you feel more free to do accept share as lexi than you do as john yeah yeah, because like, it's like armor, it gives you right? okay, okay. Yeah, so it's a, well, and I know like maybe hitting some of those notes and things like that. Maybe you even mentioned before recording that like it's easier to do when yeah when you're you have your face on yeah because it's easier to pass off any judgment or things that people don't like, and you can be like, oh, well, it's, it's not me, right? They, they didn't like that about the character, or this was said this, so it's it's easier to pass those things off and not take it personally. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it's like the play the glass you're behind it just kind of like slides down when you could also just say well that's not me right you know that's that's lexi but the 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 funny thing is is that people don't realize like as you go through this and it's for anybody that does kind of this stuff right it is you oh it absolutely is is yeah and it's Mm -hmm. always like and the greatest thing was like a psychologist and then i had this conversation one day uh in the therapy session i'll be honest (laughs) yeah and she's like you know it's so funny she's like you always refer to her as like she's this other person and that you two like aren't kind of like intrinsically tied Mm -hmm. together and she's like but how many times do you hear people be like yeah well there's a part of me that wants to do this but then there's another part of me that wants to do this she's like it's still you it's just that persona of doing these things like that's the other part you know and it's mm-hmm. not that it's like a man and a woman kind of thing or any for people that might be listening to be like thinking i'm both or whatever you know it's just a different aspect to your personality you know that you put out there well, and and the, i put it out there in the form of that character hmm. right know? well it's just uh, joe did uh, dinner theater and he played uh, yeah characters they just happen to be male characters yeah. you know and and talking through like the the voice acting and and being able to you know say yeah. the script and things like that it's very similar yeah. and that's that actually is a clarity to have is like this doesn't have to do with you uh with with what's going on in the the world today this doesn't have to, to do with you wanting to transition right you still love being a, a man. Yeah, I feel I'm very much, I, I guess if we were to use modern, I'm a, I'm a cisgendered male. Like I very much feel like I am how I'm supposed to be. Right, so your, your pronouns are he, him. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so uh, so this, this, is, this is literally, like I'm trying to, I get it. And so I'm not trying to say I don't get it. I'm sure. trying to have better understanding. But I really want people to understand, like the, this is a character. Yes. Like, like this is a show. This is a but, performance. This is. Yeah. And we had talked about this a little bit before, but it's like, I feel like if it was like a Mrs. Doubtfire character, right? Like if it oh, was yeah, a little yeah, old yeah. lady and she was kind of frumpy and stuff, well then it's funny because people are like, Oh, it's, well, it's obviously comedy. Ha 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 ha. Right. But because you're an attractive female. But because the fact that she's attractive and because the fact that there's cleavage and you wear these things and stuff and it kind of 
you know, sexualization of things is a little different for me because, like I said, I grew up in a European household. So, like, a, a, a body to me just, I don't automatically equate, like, breasts or a thing like that with, like, sex. Do you right, know what I mean? Right, But in America, that's, that's all But it we is. do, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think it makes people uncomfortable because they look at it and they have to sexualize it, right? And, and they're like, oh, well, you must be getting, like, some kind of sexual gratification out of it. Which, and, which also isn't a fault to their own because it is a societal right. it is a thing, societal right? Thing. Yeah. And I always laugh and, like, you know, we might have to edit this for the podcast, but I'm Ooh. like, you know what? My the parts of my body that are where they should be right now are like pushed up inside of me. They're tucked back. They're held in place to create this illusion from you. Like literally, like my nuts are in my gut right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like I'm uncomfortable. You think you're uncomfortable, but I'm I'm doing this so that you can have a laugh and, and enjoy this. And it's like the last thing on my mind, even though we'll joke about it and be like, oh, so-and-so over there is attractive, like, ha, ha, ha. You know, people want to feel slight discomfort. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to think that in my mind in that thing where I'm like really prowling around the barn, I'm like, oh, like, you know, who am I going to hope has too few many tonight and I'm going to take home, you know, like, that, it doesn't That's even, the last thing on your mind because you're like, yeah, oh, this, this, is, this there was is a, a last thing, too tight it's like 20, here. I've got to hit this note over here. I've yeah. got to do this. Yeah, and like my feet hurt, activity. like is this wig slipping back, you know, like I've got pins stuck in my head, my face is duct taped so that I can look like 10 years younger than I am, like this is right. cutting it, like yeah, it's it's not even a thought in my wheelhouse, right. you right. know, and it's yeah. like if I do joke with somebody, it's funny because like the, you know, like I like to turn the tables occasionally on people, and it's, so it's like if you're a person of that's always been in a position of power, and you use that position of power to be like, well I can say what I can do what I want, well then it's like, you know, and that kind of thing would be like, well, guess what, bitch, you're in my house now mm-hmm. and I'm in the position. So let's just make you see what it feels like to be that other person for a second, but then have fun with it. Yeah. And joke yeah, and be like, yeah. oh, like, mm-hmm. hey, da, 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 you know, and they all get embarrassed. One of the jokes we make at the show is like drag queens aren't like the Tyrannosaurus Rex from Jurassic Park. You know, where if you get there and you're uncomfortable and you're just like, if I don't move, they won't see me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, if we'd see you and it's like, oh, all right, you're uncomfortable. Let's come over and talk to you. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. why are you uncomfortable? Like, yeah. just laugh, have a good time, right? Yep. Yeah, so I went off on a tangent, sorry. No, no, that, that I think it's good. I feel like I've also been um, dominant in asking any questions. So, Joe. Oh, yeah, okay. I, how are you doing over there? How we, what, so we've uh, covered a lot of the Mr. Sister stuff. I want to do a little digital marketing as well before um, we're, we're done. Right. Um, so we did. I agree. Let's do that. Um, so can we, would it be appropriate to talk about um, the, the way you were working with speaking socially? Or would you like to just jump right into your new venture? Yeah, I don't, I don't have any negative feelings or anything like that on previous employments that I've had so cool so you're working with with Jason so I don't understand if you were working with or were part owner and started build you know started it together with him so how did that all work and then I have to interject one thing what you're expressing right now Mm -hmm. is kind of the community of Great Falls does not understand what happens in that building they just know it looks cool and you can get kombucha. That's kind of why I wanted to just if <laughs> right. could bring it up a and little. So, you know? And so like, as he's expressing this, I'm like, I just need to, you to know that more than just Joe is curious about this because sure. a lot of people are like, it's a cool building and I think they do stuff in there. Right, yes. right next yeah. to Crooked Tree. Like yeah. one building, two buildings down from Crooked yeah. Tree. That little yeah. tiny old um, shoe fixer place used to be right yeah. between you guys. Anyways, yeah, the little ahead. leather repair. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, Jason and I used to be neighbors, and uh, Jason uh, is an amazing salesman, Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, 
always had this dream of building his own agency mm-hmm. and wanting it to be like this cool kind of creative commons place where people could come and express creative ideas and, and do the things they needed to do. And, um, kind of like an adult tree house as I, I always used to refer to it as the frat pad, yeah, you know, yeah, where you're yeah. going to cool games and lights. And like, if there was the latest toy, like it was there kind of a thing. Cool. And, uh, you know, we realized when we met each other that, like, we kind of both filled a niche that the other one didn't have. I'm not grand at sales. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. at that point, I wasn't anyway. Like, Jason taught me a lot, you okay, know. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. And uh, I was really good at coding, like, old school website coding with oh, cool. HTML. That's a and skill. And then WordPress and all those other kind of things. And, mm-hmm. and he needed somebody to be able to fill that niche for the business that he wanted. Uh-huh. So I joined him with uh, speaking socially. And then, you know, we kind of started fleshing out more. Like, then we were able to offer voice services to it. Mm. He was really good uh, as well at social media maintenance and already had like social media clients that he was working for and then I had one so we kind of combined forces on those mm-hmm. and uh, yeah he, he purchased the building downtown and uh, we moved in there and he started building that up and, and getting things going and then uh, you know we just uh, had different end goals I think as most partnerships sometimes tend to do and, mm-hmm. and realized that maybe we had gone as far with each other as we could um, and then kind of amicably, amicably went our own ways and, and so yeah he's still down there kicking it I know he's expanded on the services that he's offered and um, a lot of people have gone to get like get their start in there and then and move on to other things mm-hmm. and, oh, but, cool. uh, yeah he's a uh, They've got so many things now, even that like I don't even know what what's offered down there. I oh, okay. So you you're right in with while. the community of Great Falls too. Okay, yeah, yeah, got you, you yeah. want to know what's going on there too? <laughs> yeah, but at the time I had left, it was cool. Like the conference rooms were all up. You could go in there. You could rent out the conference space if you needed to. There's the mm. cool like electric fireplace. You know, there was there's a, a breakfast area that you could go in. There was like the kegerator with like the kombucha and stuff. Yeah. There were offices that you could rent. There was uh, the laser cuttings, 3D print. Uh, so, sorry, I shouldn't say 3D printing because not a 3D printer, but like, you know, they were printing banners, shirts, uh, oh, cool. all of these kind of other things. Um, but, you know, it, it, he was really starting to fill his dream out of what he wanted that space to be, mm-hmm. you know, in, in growing. And yeah. So, well, and it would be, you know, if, kind of similar if Joe and I, when we decided to do this podcast together, if 100 episodes from now, Joe's like, hey, I really want to do this with the podcast. I'm like, eh. It's kind of not where I want to go. And we go, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Well, yeah, we've gone as far as we can go. And you just kind of amicably, you said it way better than me. Uh, (laughs) You know, you kind of just part ways if if that's what's necessary. I think that's the the best way to do it rather than hurt feelings. And, you know, one of the, one of the partners is, you know, harboring bad feeling. I can't believe this is what we're doing. You yeah, know? and it just—it's it, way easier just to have open communication. And yeah, it's really cool to be in a project with someone that you trust. You know, because yeah. that that does take a level of trust to be able mm-hmm. to like, I'm going to spend my time. That's very valuable to me, and I'm going to uh, do this um, joined project with you for mm-hmm. both of our successes. Yeah, and if it turns out to be the thing that we just do in perpetuity, great. That that would, we'll know it as we go along. Yeah. But to agree to, hey, if we do reach a point where we're like, oh, we kind of want to move in different directions. Like we can both still think about this as a great stepping stone. Mm-hmm. We're building skills. We're getting some great maybe, marketing maybe out new, there. Yeah, I was going to say new clients or, you know, yeah. whatever. And we don't really have clients for the podcast, but mm-hmm. you know, along those lines, sure. listeners that would, you know, listen to both of us if we split up or whatever. And so, so, so now you have red, uh, red digital media, is red, red digital media, yeah. red, red digital, digital media. media. So RDM. 
what do you do there? What's the <laughs> what's the menu? So I still like uh, I I did have like a handful of clients that I uh, retained, you know, when I moved over to Red. Fair enough. Um, okay. That I still do like their social media maintenance for it. And for people that don't know what social media maintenance is, so that essentially means for this these businesses that I you know uh, cultivate their social media posts for them, go on, make sure that they're posted. I respond to you know inquiries that come in through the page. If there's comments that are on there, you know, if they're derogatory comments, I try and make sure and take care of them so that people can see that the business is responding and the business does care about those things. Or if mm-hmm. they're baseless, you know, get them off of the page, mm-hmm. like, right, a, like right. a one star review that somebody can't afford to even take 10 seconds to oh, say why they don't it. like the podcast. I, I kind yeah. of, I kind of uh, like the terrible. one star review just so you know, yeah. I kind of like it. Yeah. it get, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know, here's the like, thing, okay. just a fun thing too, that people are afraid of is it's like, I'm less skeptical of businesses that have some bad reviews. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if everything on there is all hunky dory, I'm like, well, what are you hiding? Yeah. Right. right. And, and, and I know that that's one thing we agree on. We don't want to hide anything. Yeah. Like and, we yeah. just want to be and who we are. That, like a mm-hmm. negative review, like, like people can smell bullshit. You yeah. can read something yeah. and be like, Oh, disgruntled employee. Right. Yep. But what, what the great thing about those reviews is sometimes is it really gives the business an opportunity to shine. It's like, this is your opportunity to show me how you handle Which is customers why. that have a complaint or, I I wish they would have written something, right? Because if it was an opportunity for us to improve, maybe they didn't like the sound quality. Well, that's something we can fix, you know? Maybe all of our guests are too quiet for them, right? And we just... It's literally a button that we can turn up and and fix. Or if, you know, if it's not a podcast and it's a shirt company, well, all the shirts are the wrong size for me. Okay, well... Man, let us get you three new shirts that are yeah, a size man. bigger. Yeah, <laughs> simple. Let us, let us right? help, help us help and you. you. Can fix that. Okay, yeah. so that so so I do that. I, I do graphic design for like logos and things like that when people need them. And, and then I, I still do websites. And uh, speaking of shirts, don't you also do merchandising too? Did I start, or was that a, so? Yeah, so that's a, a new venture that I've not part into, of the not red. Not part of red thing. digital. Okay, media. let's keep talking okay. about only the red thing, and then okay. we can talk about the next. Yeah. One. Okay. So so that's basically my wheelhouse for red is so, you know website design, okay. uh, some digital graphics. Graphics and okay, then design. social media, but also voice, but also voice services. Also voice. And if you need yes. some voiceover services, yeah. Okay, okay, quick question because Joe yes. and I, we don't have a budget. Yeah, like not not because we're making so much money and we just haven't budgeted yet. Yeah. We're making no money, so why make a budget? Mm. But we've been talking about how neither one of us are super great at social media. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, man, it'd be great if we had somebody that could, you know, build us a website and help with social media and, and get this up. But we're like, we have we have zero dollars. But in order to even start that, we kind of need to know how much something like that typically runs. Because we could save up for it. Right. Like, we, like, or, like, or we could in our, in a, before we have dollars coming in, we could at least say, okay, these are the dollars we need first. Yeah. Um, if and, we could and have like a, do that. if we could have like a package, you know, that was just like, well, if you guys are at this level, yeah. don't know what you're doing, you got to just get started doing something and you can afford nothing. Well, let's get you to this point. If you can afford this little figure here and to get yes. you in the door. And the reason I'm asking that question is I know that there's other people that are like, man, I'd love to start selling my my stickers or mm-hmm. my my artwork or whatever but maybe all they need is to spend x dollars with you and you can just promote the social media mm-hmm. right or, or whatever it is they might need that just gives them that little push sure but yeah. if they they're not ready to ask like they think it's going to cost too much or sure. you know whatever and so would you set them up with like uh, and you can explain all the things but i was just like sure. it would be really cool if like i had the idea that i could get started you could sit me down, we could pay you some money, and then we, you write out like this game plan. 
-hmm. like, well, you know, if you, here's, if this is all you can afford, I can help you up to this and then I can leave you with this game plan. And if you can get it on your own, well, great. And then if not, we can always, you know, see how she goes. Mm -hmm. What do you, so what is, how do you, how do you sit people down for first timers? So I usually like to sit down and talk to people like, well, what are your goals? Like, what are you trying to achieve? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of it is like, I have to remind people, it's like, look, I know that you think this is what I'm doing for you. I'm going to do these posts and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But we need to be really honest about the real exchange of what's going on here. And what I'm giving you and what I'm taking from me is my most precious resource. I'm giving you my time so that you can have your time back. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. It seems like this, but like what I'm giving you is your time back to run your business because you don't have to worry about this. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what I usually do for social media is, you know, like I do a couple different packages that I lay out for them, depending on like how many platforms they're looking to post at. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't realize like you shouldn't put the exact same thing on Instagram that you do on Facebook. And they're like, oh, they're linked now. I can just do it here and send it off. And it's like, mm-hmm. but why would you do that? They're the different worst. platforms. They're different demographics. I hate seeing hashtags on Facebook with all of your stuff. And it just makes it so convoluted. Oh, interesting. Any tags that you put on Instagram aren't going to go through. And so then it's just this at right, sign and you can't and, like, do anything text. about it. And, uh, and yeah, I I saw a post that red put up about the different demographics from Facebook. I didn't know it was that there was that much disparity. Yeah. And Mm. so the, the income level on Facebook is almost double. Yeah. And the age is almost double as well. Yeah. And it's awful. Like I'm the worst because like I hardly ever post anything for red, which I should because that's my business. Right. But I'm so focused on what I'm doing for my clients that then I'm like, Oh yeah, I really need to, but you know, like they're taken care of. Right. The the plumber always has a leaky sink. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so no, I usually do do that for, you know, social media clients and then for website clients, you know, we try and get an idea of like, what did they realistically need? Right. And I try and help them too, because like, I know great falls is a small market, but there's a lot of small agencies, one person, people think, out there doing it that it's like you know i don't have any judgment of other places or what they charge i just try and help the client understand why maybe they charge what they charge Mm -hmm. you know so in a sense i'm trying to help the other people you know it's like Mm -hmm. um my costs up front are a little bit more for things but i don't charge my clients maintenance for their website right i figure Mm -hmm. it's like well you bought the website it should continue to work for you Mm -hmm. you know so like i i have a fee up front that's slightly higher because that's incorporated with that Mm. you know um, I, but then there's always the caveat, like, well, if you need extra things added onto this, then we'll talk about it, but it's going to be at this, you know, but it's like, you know, if you want to go to the other place, that's going to charge you a third of what I'm going to charge you, but you're going to pay, you know, $400 a month for them to, to go in and do routine maintenance. Well, then that's up to you. It, it's what falls in your budget and what you feel out of those services you mm-hmm. need. Mm-hmm. But I just try and give them a better idea so they can make you know, the best determination for themselves in mm. the end. It's like, yes, I want their business, but not if I'm the best business for them. Mm. It's up, so it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't I have did, any I problem. had to chew that for a second. That's Got okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, do I want you to choose me? Yes, but I don't have any problem being like, I think this place is a better fit for you. Mm, you And they're more of what you're looking for. Well, and and also, so to to tie into my very direct question, which which isn't necessarily fair because, you know, each client is going to be different. And a social client should be looking at spending a base of $750 a month. Mm-hmm. Per flat per platform, okay. Per platform, keeping in mind that their boosted post and advertising costs, a portion of Are that a, is built in. Oh, oh that okay. I was gonna say because there's cool. been another guy I talked to that it's not built in. 
He wouldn't yeah. build it. And up. so he's like, you're going to decide your budget for advertising and stuff. And that's an additional cost on top of what I'm charging. Yeah. I have mm -hmm. a, a percentile of that 750 that I automatically allocate to that. But then I'll be in touch with the client like, hey, we did this and it's performing really well. I want to put additional budget behind it. Here's my suggestion. What's in your cards this yeah, month? Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. can we do? Yeah, that right? makes sense. Um, and, and just because I want it to be that back and forth thing. Like mm -hmm. I, I talk to all of my clients that I do their stuff for at least, you know, every two or three days to check in with them and be like, what's, I, I should feel like an extension of your business and not like, you know, I'm off just this person. Like I, I need to know what's going on with you, you know? Which is how actually a lot of businesses are doing business now rather than hiring their own social media person. They're hiring organizations, businesses like you. Yeah but they want them to be a part of the business. Right. Like they want you to mm -hmm. wear a t-shirt every once in a while, you know, and, and, and maybe come to a meeting and, yeah. and, and understand because in order to do it well, but it's that's seven fifty a month is going to be much cheaper than the 3000 a month for the salary and the benefits employee. and yeah. sick days and you yes. know all of that stuff. The other stuff. thing is you don't have to worry mm -hmm. about me becoming a disgruntled employee and like you know one day like mm -hmm. you had a thing change because it really doesn't affect me. Right. Right. It's, right. You know so so there there are pros and cons to it of like you know yeah you do have to check in with me or I have to check on with you and I might not realize you know you told all the other employees this yesterday because we hadn't <laughs> talked yet you know. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Uh, websites are a little bit different of a beast you know I would tell people that they should expect like a, a baseline of three mm -hmm. um, and that includes like you know their first year's hosting their domain names setup costs all of that kind of stuff and that that would be for like something basal you know the, the more functionality that it's going to need and the more plugins and, and like, the more features that it needs to be like more. if we wanted a website where you'd go there have a landing page have all of our podcasts there listed but then our merch section over here yeah and then maybe an events section just something so super simple where you can listen interact have purchase some things um cool most, and most websites, not well, many pages for it, us. It bounces back I and forth. It used to be your social media pushed people to your website, and so you were you were on your Facebook. You're like, hey, check out our website. Check out our website. Mm -hmm. Now it's kind of reversed, and it could have reversed again. But but it's yeah. more like we your website's kind of pushing people to your social media. Mm -hmm. um, and, and maybe it's, maybe it's probably it the pendulum depend probably swung, the, yeah. swung a little bit now, a little bit more. I, I would say it would depend on what the business is and what the goal is. Mm -hmm. like, right, you know, if it's right. an e-commerce store, like, no, I still want the social to push to the website. Mm -hmm. to, to because then we can to... see, like, where they're going on the website, where they're spending the most time, mm. what links are they clicking. Like, those are things that I can't pull from the social channel, you know, right. other than seeing, right. like, well, they're watching this video the most. And, like, you know, they, uh. they went to the website. But once they're on the website, I want to track that behavior. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, what are they doing? Like, oh, look, everybody's going to this, but nobody's buying it. Well, what can we do? Does it need to be discounted? Does it need to feature more prominently on the page? Like, what the, do you need a better product? Yeah, do you need you a know, better description? Picture you know? or, yeah. Do we yeah. need a jingle? Should I write do a jingle? We, yeah, do we need a jingle? Do we yeah, jingle? we might need a jingle. Okay. Okay. And so, <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's red. Yes. And if people want to do that, they read digital marketing. I actually, uh, in the show notes media. for episode 29, yeah. the website's linked right in there. You yeah. can click on that. Uh, it'll be in the show notes for this as well. You just click on it. Yeah. It's, you know what the clickable things are because mm -hmm. yeah. they're blue. So the next <laughs> one is the one we're doing with, is Preston your partner on that one? Uh, Big Sky Promo. Big Sky Promo. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So let's hear about this. We're <laughs> so, up to like twenty-seven things now, but I know, it's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Big Sky Promo is essentially like uh, 
anything that you need with branded content for your business, mm -hmm. we can do it. We can design the logo for you. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a car dealership and you need, uh, you know, flags or anything like that to put in the car mm. dealership, we can do it. If you're, uh, you know, a new employer, you're opening up a factory and you, you need, you know, 7,500 branded shirts with your company logo on them and, and, and caps or stuff like that, we can do it. It's basically all kinds of things. We've got like, you know, coronavirus materials for like hospitals that we already have like pamphlets and packets that we can design for them to be printed off and handed out. We've got leave behinds for trade shows. Uh, you know, if you are, you know, you've got 75 employees and you work over the credit union and you want something branded that you're going to give your your clients or the leave behinds or you came in here's this thank you it's it's basically anything that we can put your business on to help get your business name out there more is is what big sky promo is pins stickers buttons pins, stickers, bumper stickers hats yeah. t-shirts coats sweatshirts coats, sweatshirts banners, backpacks banners, flags yeah all kinds of stuff okay grills dentures yeah. Uh, koozies. Yeah, we've got koozies. There's a, a, a local uh, business. I don't know if I should, you know, but they, they've been looking at stuff like that, you know, so it's like they've like got little hand sanitizer spritzers that are on things that they got and also like color changing mm -hmm. cups. So like, you know, it's this color, but when they put the beverage in it, it'll change. There's it's it's there's thousands and thousands of products. To and and where do people go from for that? They go to bigskypromo.com. Big yeah. So the best piece of merchandise I ever saw uh, locally it just made me laugh. Um, um, and I'll give him a shout out. Max Hay, he's a local entertainer. I think he's from uh, Helena. Mm -hmm. um, he had rape whistles with his name on him, maxhay.com. And I was like, that is kind of, because I mean, you could keep it on your keychain. Yeah. And it's it's defense, you know, yeah. it's safety first, but it's got his, I was like, that's genius. Yeah. And people I, are going to ask about it, right? What's yeah. with the whistle? It's like, oh, that's a, Ray Hay, right? that's a rape whistle. Yeah. I, th I thought you were going to say the lighter from Solid Rock Bible Church. Mm, that you use to open a beer bottle. That's a close second. A close second. I, I thought that's what you were going to say. <laughs> most churches don't do lighters. It's pens and good job, solid rock hats. for eskewing the um, the norm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, what else are we missing? Mister, that's it, right? We did Mister, we did Red, we did Big Sky Promo. We big talked about promo. the fact voice that actor. I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and Brazilian volunteer there, and then we talked voice about actor. voice acting. We, we might be. So if somebody Close. signed up for Brazilian jiu-jitsu, yeah. which that, that is the hardest word for me to say. It's hilarious. Jiu That's why everybody just says you. BJJ. BJJ. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody signed up for that, signed their kids up or signed themselves up, there's a chance that you're going to be you're going to be there yeah. helping instruct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen you there. Grappling and rolling around. Desk, yeah. 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 I was dropping cool. I was dropping off a microphone to um, Preston. Oh, and this reminds me of this little prod <laughs> Because I had his micro, Preston, uh, yeah. your partner, um, and also the uh, owner and black belt Brazilian jiu-jitsu person great. from Great Falls uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He left his microphone at open mic. Ah, so okay, I had okay. it for a day or two. I can't remember. And uh, that's when I dropped it off to you. But I did this little thing where I was like taping myself, carrying it, you know, and I was going to send him this clip. So anyways, I'm just going to talk about it, like this oh, yeah, cool okay. idea that I was going to do mm -hmm. and still get the still get the positive vibes from almost accomplishing something funny and awesome. But um, is that the end of the story? Yep. Way to, way to go, Joe. Thank you. Okay. He's going to do a funny video taping himself of, of bringing the microphone back. Yeah, one of those. You know, maybe he thought he was going to get like, attacked and then tapped, and that yeah. was going to be the end of the video. I don't mm -hmm. know. And then I thought to myself, yeah, I don't got no time for this. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just going to um, drop off this. So, <laughs> I don't have time the, for this. The plug for jujitsu is I would tell people uh, the most difficult step they'll ever take is the step through the front door to actually sign up. Mm -hmm. Right? Because it's, 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 there's a moat. 
right in front of the door. You got <laughs> to jump over it. Yeah, like, sharks with laser beams. <laughs> um, jiu has benefited my life in more ways than I ever thought it would in more than anything else I've ever been involved in Whoa. has. I feel healthier. I've lost 60 pounds. I've uh, gotten more confidence to do things that I don't feel that I need the other persona for anymore. Mm. Right? Well, that, and so I was going to say, like, cool. a lot of what you're doing is helping others build confidence. Yes. Uh, like, yep, everything you're doing is, like, helping build others up. That's kind of this, a, a theme. The, yeah, like, like, I guess you know, it's a running theme to all of the things that I do. Everything yes. you're doing, if because, there's a running theme. And it sounds like because you yourself need to be encouraged and built up. That's why you have Lexi. We, we could say that, yeah. And now, yeah. now that you're in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, like you don't, well, you like Lexi. Lexi's awesome. <laughs> but don't need that armor as much. Correct. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So cool. And, and so why? Why, why has Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, BJJ, done that for you? <laughs> BWJ. There's a lot of things for it. You know, one of it is like, I obviously uh, never got to do a lot of sports or anything like that or had like a lot of guy friends growing up just because of societal perceptions of certain things, mm -hmm. right? Hmm. And it, it really does kind of become a new family for you. Like these people that you train with, you know, you look at it like if you get, like if someone chokes you, like, you know, you tap obviously before you get choked out. So when I say choked out, please don't picture, you know, people <laughs> like blacked out on the floor, like, you know, convulsing and stuff. But it's like, you essentially die when that happens, right? This person bested you and, and you got choked, you died, mm -hmm. right? They killed mm -hmm. you in mm -hmm. this fight and vice versa and stuff. You put a lot of trust into these people that you're training with to yeah, take care of yeah, you and yeah. for you to take care of them. And it becomes like a very close knit family and jujitsu is not, you know, there is kicking and punching and striking and stuff, but like everything else is very close. Like it's grappling. I was like going to say it's, a, up, it's, it's the most you know, intimate you can get with somebody. Yeah. For not making intimate a weird word, but you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like yeah, you, you yeah. get to know people in a way that you normally would not. Right. You right. know, and uh, so it, it kind of forces you to look past a lot of like these bullshit preconceived notions that you might have about people and stuff like that and, and, and trust people. And uh, so it, it fulfilled a part of that that I'm like, wow, I get, I get to do a sport and I get to be a part of the team now to whereas like maybe before I couldn't have because there would have been the like, oh, you know, you can't be in the locker room with so-and-so, you know what I mean? Kind right, of stupid right, stuff. Right. Um, so there was that aspect of it. And then it really makes you realize you're so much more capable than you think you are, right? It's mm. like jujitsu is great about like, it doesn't matter that like, I'm only, you know, 5'9 or 5'10 and 175 pounds and stuff like this. You don't have to be, you know, the Hulk with no neck and stuff like that to be able to, to defend yourself against a larger person. And there's, or, there's, there's a the primal part of our brain that even though we're not consciously thinking about it, we are always like, because we used to like have to watch out for um, like saber tooth tigers, yeah, right? and bears, and, and, like and, you are and so our, our 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 brain is hardwired for defense, yeah, and and uh, security and protection. Yeah. So as we're walking around and we don't have the skills to actually protect ourselves, we don't have a whistle, we don't have spray, we don't have a gun, yeah. and we don't have the innate skills that BJJ will teach you for sure. self defense. Yeah. You are actually kind of an insecure. Again, it's not a, a conscious thought, but sure. you're an insecure person. But then as you you can then walk around and go, okay. I know, not that like I, every person that walks by, you're going, oh, if they attack me, I'm doing this. Or, they, right. you, know, you know, maybe yeah. every once in a while is a joke, right? But, but most of the time, you're just like, I'm confident that I'm secure right now. Yeah. Like, like I can protect myself in this yourself. situation. Yeah. 
And even though you may get bested every once in a while when you're rolling around with somebody, like... It ha- it, that's the whole thing, though. It happens all the time. Yeah. And it's just at that moment. Do you yep. know what I mean? It doesn't mean that your skill set sucks. It doesn't mean that you're not good at it. It's just it, it was at that moment. Like, sometimes the right move at the wrong time is the wrong move. Yeah. Right. And, and I think and you said it correctly with it's a skill set that you got to learn. You yeah. know, this isn't about building strength and taking steroids Correct. and be having this no. crushing power. Because strength, when you go to the gym... Um, and I learned this when I was using kettlebells, they tell you that you can lift a lot more than you think you can if you just lift correctly. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and so what you're doing at Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is you're just teaching the correct skills, right. which then um, is all physics and fulcrums and being able to throw right. things it's that are leverage. bigger than you, all yeah. leverage. Yeah. And that in itself is the great equalizer. Right. So you know that you can be a smaller person and go, well, I can take this person out if they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it doesn't and like, matter. And, and strength is a technique. Do you know what I mean? It's so a technique, it's like, right. But, but that's where you, you know, as the, 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 the smaller person, you're like, okay, well then my technique has to be sublime, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to yeah. be able to do these things in it. And that's the other part that jujitsu gives you, right? Is you do have these moments where you're training, where you're like stuck in a position and it sucks. And you're like, how do I get out of this? Da, 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 right. Mm. But then you go out in everyday life and you're like, okay, if it was jujitsu, I'm stuck. Where's the opening? Where can I look for in this situation to make space, to give myself the opportunity to make a different move, to make something else happen oh, instead beautiful. of just being stuck in this linear thought yeah. process. You train, yeah. you train your mind to start yeah. thinking like for chess. the solution yeah. in You're that chess game. looking like, how can mm-hmm. I manipulate and move these pieces to make it now to my advantage and instead of, course, of just... If you have that success every now and again, or a lot of the time where you do you, you do it correctly, mm-hmm. you have this idea that no now no matter what it is, if you do it if you do whatever is needed from the situation correctly, you may find um, victory or success. Correct. And you just get that practice in your brain. You see it happen. Yeah. With the skills that you're learning, and you're like, I know I can do this in life, and you yeah. start to apply it in that same way because your brain is just kind of being hardwired now. Right. And your and your 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 idea of what victory and success is changes. Yeah. Because when you walk into the gym, right, your idea of victory and success is like if you're there, right, like I'm gonna I'm gonna tap out Joe. I'm gonna yeah, smash yeah, yeah, yeah. this guy. Yeah. And we go and and you best me, right? Mm-hmm. And, and three months down the road, like you're oh I'm always getting stuck in your side control and I can't get out, right? And then mm-hmm. one night we're with you and I get out of side control mm. and you still tap me, but guess what? I had a victory because yeah. I finally got to the point where I got out of the situation that was continually giving me the difficult time. So, mm-hmm. so that's so the, that, then you start to look at that. That's the victory. So what's the mm-hmm. victory from next time? Okay. Next time mm-hmm. you took you mm-hmm. four moves to tap me out this time. Mm-hmm. Next time I'm going to make it six. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to be eight. And that's that. Well, and that's, and that's, that's the one thing anyway. I wanted to point out too, mm-hmm. is uh, you mentioned the victories and how they can help you look for victories in life, but also mm-hmm. the, the defeat isn't necessarily defeat. Right. And you, you know, hinted at it real quickly, but the, the defeat is a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. So every time he's getting you inside control, if he's just, if you never learn from that, he's always going to get you inside control right. or, uh, you know, he's going to get you in the mount or, you know, he's going to get you on an arm bar. And if you're falling for that every time, you're not learning a lesson. Right. And so it's the same thing in life. Like uh, a failure isn't failure unless you, you are a failure. Right. Yeah. And so uh, the the biggest thing I would say is like, you can fail 17 times in one day to learn 17 different lessons. And it's going to teach you that, yeah, if I spent, uh, accidentally spent too much money on this or mm-hmm. 
you know, I made this bad business move or, you know, said the wrong thing in this conversation. Well, okay, that doesn't mean that that relationship's over or that you're never going to make money again. It means, yeah. all right, how do I avoid yeah. that the next time mm-hmm. and, and can learn a lesson from it? And I think that's, that's pretty cool too. So Preston has the greatest thing, and I'm sure he probably said this on his episode and I'm just not remembering it, but... Uh, you know, like he, when he tells people to come in and learn, right? And he's like, because down the road, like if you've done jujitsu for 15 years, right? Do you want to know that you did jujitsu for 15 years or did you repeat the same year 15 times? Mm, yeah. Right? And yeah. that's that thing of like, it's so if you don't learn, if you don't transition from that movement and go, then you're just repeating the same thing over and over and over again, mm-hmm. right? Right. So, yeah. so cool. You want to you want to sing us a tune? I think you guys should do a drop in adult class sometime. You get like one free trial. Uh, okay, so I, I like now that this is twice that we've mm-hmm. talked about Brazilian right. BJJ, BJJ on on the podcast. I'm like, man, wouldn't it be it's, fun? It's definitely as an unemployed person now, not in the budget to to start BJJ right now. But I would Soon. love to. It's a free I would class. love to come yeah, up there. Yeah, it's a free class. For right. Yeah, I remember him saying that. We'll come and, and do the intro. It, and like it would, it would be fun to do the the intro because I did do grappling in the army. Okay. And so I, I am familiar with with some of the moves. Sure. It would take me a minute because it's so, been it's been a few years. Yeah, I've got a story about that. It would it would take me a, a minute, but I actually I could still I could still probably if someone made a couple mistakes, could still do a pretty good arm bar. Yeah. Oh, there you I, go. I, I, I still probably have a choke hold well, or two in there, you know, that the, I could do. Here's the fun thing about the school and the association that we're part of, which like is either exactly what people are looking for or it's not what they're looking for. And either way, it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't live roll and grapple with somebody in our association until you reach your green belt. Cool. So you have to do your first 25 hours of training I just want to get in a role like right away. Sorry, See, buddy. It's okay. See. It's okay. I, I, it's okay, but it shows a lot about like intent and what where people are right. Mm-hmm. So I I really like not not for the 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 fact of you know um, being a dominant person or whatever. I love the the there's not a way to work out that same way as when you're you're rolling around with somebody. I would agree with you, except so like those first 25 hours, like you're working on the first five curriculum drills and those things are happening. It's just a controlled sequence of how they're happening. Right, 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 right. And so I guess when I say I want to roll around with somebody, I just want that workout, you know, like I want that, I want want that, like like that hard two minutes that when you're done, you're like, your throat is like burning and you're like, oh my goodness, how do I have any energy to do anything else? You know, and you're just exerting so much. Um, I I love that about grappling. I, uh, I was rolling a couple nights ago with uh, one of my friends there, Chad. Shouts out to Chad. But like, yeah, like we got done. We rolled for uh, probably 15 minutes to mm. a stalemate. Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny. And I was like, what's the real win, Chad? It's like, we're both 40 plus. And yep. we went 15 yep. minutes without a break. That's a win. You know, we're both like drenched and everything. But it's like, I couldn't have done that three years I, ago. I had a win this you morning know? now that we're saying wins. And then we're going to get to Joe's story. Yes. yes. Okay. okay, Joe. Uh, I have um, a story. But I, I uh, <laughs> this morning for the workout uh, at the gym, we were doing uh, snatches where you, you know, uh-huh. get the bar from the ground over your head. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the second part of the workout was uh, supposed to be the, the ring muscle ups, right? Oh, yeah. Where uh-huh. it's like the Olympic rings and you have to like start on the ground and then you like you muscle up. Like iron cross through. And then yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I can't, I can't do that, but I always do the, the scale down for that is just do a burpee pull up. Okay. Right. And so you do a burpee and then you do a pull up. Okay. And I'm like, listen, there's gotta be an in between. Because I don't feel like the burpee pull-ups are getting me anywhere closer to doing this, this mm-hmm. muscle-up. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I brought a box over underneath the, the pull-up bar, and I was doing assisted but muscle bar muscle-ups. So oh, it's just a, gotcha. the pull-up sure. bar. 
and I, I did like 40. Whoa. I did like 40 of them. My shoulders are sore as I'm like right now kind of like working that out. But yeah. that was that was a super win because uh-huh. I thought I was going to do like two or three and then I'd have to go back to burpee pull-ups, right? Yeah. Like kind of scale back down again. But I did, nice I did everything. And then I was going to ask you, you uh-huh. said you were going to the gym yesterday at noon. Yep, I did Did it. you make it? I did it. And it was a tough workout yesterday. Um, they totally modified it for me. Okay. They were like, it. hey, we're going to do this jumping snatch thing. And I was like, hmm, nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just did some squats with the whatever medicine ball and then um, the bike where, and then the, the jump. And, it's called Volta. 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 Okay. Like that yeah, we talked about thing. it earlier. Yeah. Oh, I wonder. So, oh, yeah, I shouldn't probably get people's personal information away, but like somebody new came and joined and said that they were working they, they moved here to work at a gym so i'm, I'm curious Ooh, maybe, maybe maybe i'll have another in i'm have, not sure if we have a heck yeah who knows there might be a new trainer there but it was fun to go to the noon one there's only like four or five people there tim was there the trainer and yeah um, tim tim's fun and so, i was and josiah came in because i guess he got a little injury and i was like oh no josiah is here i thought this was going to be a beginner class but yeah he, he was actually kind of he did all the modified stuff with yeah me, he did so. modified stuff this morning too <laughs> Jeez, he's like working out three times a day, I think. Anyways. <laughs> so I'll say this, and then you can tell me if it's true or not. So okay. like somebody once told me that CrossFit is all about learning proper technique and then not using it. Hmm. So <laughs> I, I get I get corrected all the time. Yeah. And so it, especially like today, we were doing, uh, it's called an AMRAP, as many rounds as possible. And yeah. so you did, you did the snatch. Sure. And then you did the muscle up, or it might be reverse order. It doesn't matter. Those are the only two things you did. You had six minutes. And you did one rep or one set, one rep yeah, yeah. of each. Yeah. And then the next round you did two and then you did three and then you did four and you, did, you just saw how many you could do in that six minutes. Yeah. And so I'm on like five where I'm doing five snatches, then five muscle ups. And I'm on like snatch number four of this, but it's already, you know, however many into this, it's the second round we've done this. And so I'm definitely having some lazy form, just trying to get this bar above my head. Mm-hmm. And Tim comes over, he's like, no. Put, you know, put it back down. Yeah. You got to get your hips out and, you know, and he, I mean, he's not touching me or anything, but he's just like, you know, mm-hmm. nope, further, nope, further. And I'm like, no, this, <laughs> no, that was an interesting caveat that you yeah. made. Um, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. That he wasn't You're touching like, me? Yeah, he's like, he wasn't touching me. I'm like, interesting caveat. Well, I don't want to make people feel comfortable, Tim. uncomfortable if they ever want to try Volta, that you know, the trainers are coming over touching them. Yeah. Oh, that, that's why okay. I thought about that. that. Okay. Yeah, that's, 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 that's why I thought about that is like, he was correcting me and I was moving my hips. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, don't picture his hands on my hips because but, that's a, but they don't do time, that. They're very... Next no, time, Tim, do it. Put your hands on them. Oh, Tim could too. I get that because like at Jiu-Jitsu, a lot of times when new people come in and I don't know them and they're having a hard time and if I'm, you know, if Preston's teaching the class and I'm going around trying to help people, I'll just like, is it okay if I like just touch your leg and like move you where you need to be? You know, because sometimes like, it's polite. you know, everybody knows mm-hmm. left and right. But like when you're like pretzeled up with somebody else and it's like, no, not that left, your other yes. left foot. No, no, move that. You know, sometimes it's just easier. Yeah, for sure. But I was going to show you something really quick. We won't have time to talk about this. Okay. But just a picture yeah, from good. a past life that I was going to show you that'll, yeah. that'll mm. give you some thought processes. Yeah. That's you? That's me. Oh my goodness. That's okay. Me. So he, he's got... <laughs> One leg on the ground, and then two arms grabbing the other leg above his head. Ice yeah. skating. Is, is that ice skating? Yeah. It looks like ice skating. Oh. <laughs> this is... This, I was like, what more layers do I have to the onion oh, that I forgot yeah, to you, tell you yeah, about? Yeah, so you forgot far. to tell us about the competition um, ice skating. You're yeah. an outback onion. Yeah. Blooming onion. You're a blooming onion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> blooming onion. <laughs> you know, I had Dang. a friend one time that, like, uh, she was in the symphony... 
Yeah, the Sydney Orchestra. Mm. Right? She, you probably know who this is, come to think of it, you've lived here long enough. Maybe. And she moved to Great Falls and stuff and was teaching guitar here for a while and stuff. This has probably been a good decade or so now, right? Okay, I might know and the I just name, thought but... it was funny because when she moved here, her whole story was is that, like, you know, uh, INS or Immigration and Naturalization Services told her that she should do something to promote Australian culture to Americans to help work toward her green card and stuff. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, you know, sing and play guitar at the Outback Steakhouse? And yeah. the INS woman was like, that is such an amazing idea. What a great idea. What a great idea. <laughs> and she was just like, and so she's like, you know, John, can you like picture me like singing over this like, you know, this awesome, you know, blooming, oh my God, he can't even say it. Like, blooming you know, blooming onion. onion. And I'm sitting here and I'm just like singing these Australian songs and like, you know, I'm just like, okay. no, no Meredith. No, I cannot picture you doing that. One, one of my coworkers was, was from Australia. Yeah. And she didn't feel she had an accent. Yeah. I, it's my favorite accent. Australian accents are my favorite accents. I want to move to Australia yeah. just so I can hear Australian people speaking. They're awesome. Oh, and they, they are actually, they're out. The, I've only met like three, I think. I had a neighbor that was from Australia and my coworker. So not a ton, but yeah. all of them just so happened to have like great outlooks on life. They mm -hmm. were very open. They were very like real. Had I just all, really liked it. Had all of them been on, and, I, and I'm being serious about this because I met a few Australian people and they all seem to be on some sort of um, walkabout. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where they've been. Yeah, two of them. Like, two of them when, had been on a walkabout. When you meet them sometimes, they're like, That's oh, the this, is, when, this yeah. is my 26th country I've been to this year. I'm yep. actually going to yeah. be going to whatever next month. Yeah. And, and you're like, wait, why is every Australian just like a, this world traveler? Like way far, far, far and away more than most people that you would meet. Even like your friends that are like, oh, they're kind of rich. So they once a year go to Italy. No, that's nothing compared that's to nothing. That's yeah. nothing. And, the, and they're, they're happy to also do that while living out of a vehicle. Totally and, fine. You know, like it's not like five-star restaurants and, and the best hotels everywhere. They're couch surfing. Do you know surfing. what I think it is? Yeah. I think it's a byproduct. Like I'm, we might get some hate mail for this one or maybe some psychologists will chime in it. But it's yeah. like, okay. I think it's a byproduct of us living in a country where we're constantly given this thing of like, well, whatever is here is the best, right? America's mm. best mm -hmm. this, America's best, best that. And so like you have a lot of these people that's like, well, if it's the best, what's the need to go experience anything else elsewhere? Yeah. Right. And then you have people that have like, you know, they've been alive 60 years and they've never left more than a it's like I joke about people. They're like, well, you know, most accidents happen within, you know, five miles of home. And it's like, and the other half of that statistic is that, you know, like 90 some percent of people never travel more than five miles away from where they live. Yeah. So, yeah. of course, that's where most of the accidents happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. But, yeah, I just... Uh, I was talking about that to my daughter the other day because, you know, she's uh, going through during German lessons again to improve on her German because, you know, when she was younger, she was pretty good and fluent. But like once we started school, like, well, nobody else speaks German and she didn't want to be the one out on the playground that mm -hmm. was, you know, speaking differently than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And all of my friends that are uh, dual nationals or speak other languages that try that, like, I have the same story with the kids. They're like, nope, as soon as they go somewhere, like they don't want to be the weirdo, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, I just told her, I was like, you know, it'll benefit you in so many ways and it's just like it's such a thing like you know in in, in europe like i'm the weirdo because i only speak too fluently anymore even though i know bits and pieces yeah. of you know yeah. cantonese and japanese yes. and, and stuff like that but you know here it's like you know if you're a polyglot or speak it's like what like you speak yeah like, yeah my, my boss you know? could speak like six languages and you don't yeah. run into that in the united states very much at no. all no. but However, I, I have I, go ahead there is um a contingent of latter-day saints here 
that all seem to speak another language because really? they a lot of them will go on their missions. Is it going on missions? Yeah, as you say, they're required to and have so a, a mission. You're right about that stereotype, but just here specifically, are have you, you noticed? Are I mean, you LDS? I'm not, no. Oh, I just feel like that's the code word. Like, people only say LDS if they're LDS. Well, I, I feel like that's how, like, the person's like, oh, the Mormons, and then you're like, I, okay, well, I then. I kind of grew up in a seminary. Oh, so you know the, well, we're, I, we're not going to talk about I this, don't but know we can, you know the... I don't know that. Oh, okay. I don't. I All don't right. actually. Oh, um, that's also Demolay, so, just I, so you know. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I grew up in uh, with my friend Scott Opheim. Um, I would stay the night at his house a lot on Saturday night. And yeah. the rule was that his mom would say I'd have to go to church with him. So, yeah. oh, and during the week too. So the, uh, a lot of LDS students would go to a morning seminary, I think they'd call it. Yeah. And um, I just remember... In the morning, there is a, I can't remember his name now, but he looked like the most farmering rancher guy who ever did pull a carrot out of the ground and drive his tractor. But then he would speak fluent Korean, you know, and you're like, whoa, just blown away. And it was because that a lot of them would go on their mission trips and spend a year or two years in in a foreign country. And it was just like, whoa. But oh, that'll open I, your eyes. I think by speaking other languages, I'm glad that you're... I wish it was something I had done with my children. Uh, mm-hmm. we've, we've brought them, uh, all but one of them, to Guatemala. And so mm-hmm. there's a little bit of Spanish there. But sure. I think when you're, when you're able to uh, think and speak in at least two languages, it does something to your brain. Mm-hmm. That, that, I mean, of course it does. Yeah. But it, it does more than just the language thing. Like it opens your, your brain to... to being more receptive to, to learning. Yeah, and there have been studies too that show that different languages, depending on what the language is, that it activates different hemispheres of your brain. Like I think they found that like Mandarin Chinese, you know, activates the back right half, you know, of your brain and that like English is very like closer to frontal lobe and, and these things. But it's mm. like, I think the coolest thing about the languages is the language tells you so much about the culture just like when you Mm. learn like how things are phrased and like what's important and how are things said this way and this and that it just gives you such an insight into the people like the Japanese and the Russians and the Germans maybe not so much the Germans but they have like this very masculine way of like and everything sounds angry even when they're just maybe saying a very nice thing to you and it's just the way they say it it's just so interesting And, and it must activate a different part of their brain because like I'm thinking like I'm always trying to sound more laid back and more like easy going like I don't want to be all aggressive yeah. but in just other languages it's I don't know when it's so well, funny I mean, to me like is a like people always tell me like oh German sounds so angry and like they're just like the most matter of fact people and I'm like have you met Russians like, I wanted to as a German that. I think like Russians are way more matter of fact like yeah. I've had a conversation with a Russian person before where they stop in mid-sentence and they're like this conversation is boring we talk about something else now you know <laughs> they're and I'm just so like, blunt <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay, you know, but then I'm like, but then again, look at the country, look at a lot of the living circumstances. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't feel like you have a lot of time to waste on on, on stuff. You know? yeah. Well, and but, oh, man, there's, just, gotta, there's such I a gotta, bunny trail. I know, and I got to tell you this too. Sorry, we've gone down okay. so many loopholes just because Joe. Well, and Joe about still has thing. a story too, and I don't know I if he still wants to tell it. Story. Yeah, Sorry. it's fine. Yes. I don't no, I want you to tell the story. This <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't know. I think we're too far gone now. You probably don't even remember, or it won't even matter at this point. Okay, oh, you did that neat. Okay, moving on. Okay, so what 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 do you got for us, John? What is nothing it? really matters nothing really matters to, to me, me. <laughs> do, do, 
<laughs> no, I was just the church thing. I had to laugh. Like my mom grew up so staunch Roman Catholic in Germany. Like you know, mm. only fish on Fridays. Mm. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just funny because I feel like you know when she moved over here, she probably felt like, ah, oh, freedom. I don't have to do any of this anymore. And so like our our church thing growing up was basically like you're never allowed to go into another church that's not Catholic unless it's for a rummage sale. You okay. know, that's that's not allowed. <laughs> and then you had to watch midnight mass on television you know, for Christmas when okay. it came on. And, and then that was basically like, you know, wow. our, our religious upbringing. So that I was like, wow, talk about, a, you know, yeah, it's, it's, so yeah, it just made me think. So I had, um, I'm going to go to hell for this probably. So I had dated somebody that was quite religious in my early twenties. Mm -hmm. And, uh, his aunt was a nun of the sisters of perpetual charity. I want to say it is they're down in, in Billings and they did like a lot of work with like uh, Crow reservation and stuff like that. Um, but like we had to go to Ash Wednesday services and like we we're sitting there and like everybody was going up to take the communion. Mm -hmm. Right. And, mm -hmm. and like I was the only I can't believe I'm admitting to this. I was the only one sitting there and I'm like, I don't want to be like, you know, <laughs> the lone. So I went up and uh -huh. got in the line and got like the, the wafer and the, the wine and uh -huh. And we got in the car and he's like, did you believe, did you believe that when you ate that, you know, that it was the body of Christ and the blood? And I was like, no, it was like a steel <laughs> piece of bread and some watered down wine. What are you talking? Yeah. You know, no, I didn't that did not go well for me, needless to say, you know, but uh, yeah, mm. there's, there's my, there's my admission. That's, there's, there's, uh, there's so much tied up with that. And, See, and, with, and somebody with, just heard that and they'll just discredit everything else I said in yep, the podcast. Like, well, not uh, to no, no, I don't think so because <laughs> like, yeah, the, there is a Catholic, the, the Catholic belief, which, which I, I do not believe in is that it, it, there's actually like a trans configuration like it is actually sure. the blood and the body the blood yes. and yeah. body that it, it transforms yeah. and, and most evangelical or most modern christians non-catholic will will tell you it's not like it's it's only uh it's symbolic it's, it's, it's yeah. symbolic of yes in remembrance which is what jesus yes. said and, do and this for in symbolism i would be like yeah i totally agree that that was yeah. the symbolism of that yeah. you know but and, yeah. and and it, and it says in the bible that that prior to so most people don't do communion correctly because it, there's there's a lot of warnings mm -hmm. and so the, the 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 concern is it says hey don't do this if you haven't like you don't have things right with god right. like like don't take part in this ceremony if you don't have things right with god there's like a warning in there and so most people don't they're, they're just like well we don't want anybody to feel left out so let's like have everybody do communion we'll take it like right you know kind of half <laughs> halfway you know um but also that it is also just symbolic. Yeah. Like he's saying, you know, just, just to remember, just to remember, do this. Yeah. I mean, cause I'm, I mean, doesn't it have to be like, it's well, like okay. it came from a cracker box. And so I was, I was, <laughs> I was listening. Symbolism. And, oh, most of the communion is gross. Yeah. Get it's some, gross. Get some better like, crackers. By the way. I used to do it with youth group and we, I would go get like, like fresh made uh, flatbread because mm. that would have been more realistic to the kind of bread that sure. they were having over in the yeah, Middle like East. You just wanted like some that. better like, bread. This right, is hilarious right. to me. And, 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 and so I wanted, I wanted better bread and we, we would go get like <laughs> yes. all like jam, jelly, peanut butter, uh, the, the, what is it? The honey that's the spun honey or whatever. Right. And, and, um, I just have so many jokes for this. That right. I, I was like, I, I feel suddenly say. I feel better about like getting up in that line. Like you, you yeah, way did worse and, than I and, did. And, wow. and we would, yeah. we would get, we would get, um, all of the, the, the wine, the fake wine, right. Yeah. The, the, that all the kids want for Thanksgiving. Yeah, like we get those. Like yeah. The, the Welch's. Yeah. yeah. We get the oh, sparkling yeah. and we would have like the ceremony, like, okay, yeah. do this in remembrance. 
Sure. And then we would just have a meal because I really feel like that was the whole thing. He was getting ready to have a meal and he's like, hey, yeah. do this. Every time you eat, just think of me, mm-hmm. right? Because we're very selfish people. And if there is a creator, we're not ever thinking about him, her, it. Yeah. Like we're just <laughs> we're thinking about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just every time you eat, because I made it so you have to eat all the time. Like, just think of me then, right? Mm-hmm. If we can at least get three times a day, that'd be great. And, uh, and so that's what we would do. And then we would... It would be one of my favorite meals of the, the week or the month or, you know, however often we would do it. But I, I, I did want to ask because I, I realized after listening back and you've, you've mentioned like there's not a lot that, that is off limits mm-hmm. to, to ask you about. Yeah. And so this one I realized I shy away from. Sure. Because I'm, um, I'm like, I'm Christian, right? Like, sure. I, like I, I believe that Jesus died and that's, that's the way, that, that way. I don't really ask people what they believe. And you had mentioned, you had mentioned that you have weird thoughts sure. about cemeteries. Yes. Right. And yeah. so I have no weird thoughts about cemeteries. <laughs> like I've, I've done funerals. My, I go and visit my mom in, in Bozeman um, because she is in, yeah. <laughs> and that's where she's at. So in order for me to see her, I have to be there. And, uh, and so I don't have any of those weird thoughts. I'm like, man, why didn't I ask him what he, but you don't have to share if you don't want sure, to, no, I, you know, because, I'm, you know. There's so many other things we've covered in this already. It's like, what shock value do I have left for people? Oh, let's hear it. Let's try it. Let's try it. So uh, I believe that Jesus was a person. Mm -hmm. I believe that he existed. Mm -hmm. And I believe that he he taught the lessons that he taught. Mm -hmm. Between going to that and believing that, you know, he was God and, 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 you know, uh, birthed himself through Mary as the the Trinity and these kind of things. That's the more difficult part for you. Right. Right. You know, but I... Uh, I'll say these things and then I'll finish with a caveat, right? So that part, I'm like, you know, I I believe that a lot of these people existed and had these lessons that they taught themselves. My belief on what happens after we die has changed and morphed as uh, I've grown older, you know? And there are bits and pieces of each thing that I like because I'm like, well, if you took you, Joe, and I right now and gave us a sheet of paper and sent us to different corners, it was like, draw me a sailboat. Well, we're all going to draw something similar that's going to resemble a boat, but it's going to have different things based on what our experiences have been. And it doesn't mean that one boat is right and the other are wrong, right. but it's different perspectives. Yeah. It's the same thing if we uh, all draw something that's in here. It's going to look slightly different from your perception than mine, you know? Right, because so, that, that little that striped thing back there that you can't see, but if you're looking at it, you have a different angle than me. And so my, I can see this right hand side. You can't really see it. So yours is going to look more straight line than mine is because I've got some crooked lines over there. And to me, that side doesn't exist because I can't see it. Right. 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 Um, So I, I go back and forth between this thing of thinking that, you know, maybe, I don't know if this would be like from uh, LDS or more Hinduism and stuff that's like, mm. there's levels to things, right? Okay. And it's like, maybe you do come back to learn things and that's why you have deja vu, right? Is because you're, you're supposed to be in this exact moment at this time to learn the things that you're supposed to be learning for this trip around to send to these next levels of, of understanding and, and moving forth with things, right? Okay. Um, and, and that part goes back to my dislike of cemeteries because I'm like, I, they make me feel uneasy because it's like, I think things with good as above as below, right? Things that had good intent or good things have moved on to what they're supposed to move on to. And anything that's still there, it's like, well, why are you hanging around if you are right. or like, what's the, you know? Right. So th- that's my weird thing with cemeteries is I, I feel that like anything that's there is probably not something I want to interact with. Um, 
you know, but I... Do well, I, and do also I, maybe tying in with... Mo- not, I'm not, I don't want to say movies, but like the, the uh, superstition or belief that like when there are spirits left behind it's because they have like unfinished business yeah exactly that's right? like, why so like, you like, like what are you lingering like around if, for if you're like, if you you're know? meant on yeah. this on this earth to accomplish x mission but your spirit is still or, or soul or whatever you want to call it is still yeah. like present like yeah i don't want to be then, around that yeah you know very big on positive <laughs> yeah. negatives right you always have to have two there's two of everything there's mm-hmm. two of siths mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right so it's like because it's always balance Right. So I'm like, I think if you're a positive and you're a good person in life, whatever you go on to, you're probably still a positive charge or a positive energy. Right. Mm. If you are a negative, if you're a bad person, then you're probably still that polar opposite in whatever you move on to afterward. Yeah. Right. And I think through all religions, there's always that. But for Christianity, it's heaven and hell. Right. There's a good and there's a bad. Um, So those are those things for me. Do I believe in, you know, one particular thing that knows everything that we're doing and, and, and judges us based on that and stuff? No. And it changed a lot on that for me when I was a parent because it's like I realized like sometimes you let your kids fail to teach them lessons and stuff, but it's like true unconditional love to me doesn't work that way. And if there's an eternity, how can I base whatever's going to happen on you for an eternity on something that you did in a in moment, the grand in scheme a, of things that was a millifraction, yeah. you know? And on, on the grand scheme of eternity, no matter how big of a mistake it is, it still becomes a minuscule yeah blip on yeah. that on that timeline yes yeah. you know and, and, and there's a lot of people that do atrocious things and stuff like that and, you know so I, I get but the, the main thing that i look at religion as a positive for is i think that religion gives people a sense of unity in certain things you know and, and regardless whether it's you know whatever the religion is i think I, there's a certain energy and a synergy that happens when people come together for a certain purpose and whether that's praying or, or doing those things that like all of those minds are focused on that one thing and that that creates something very magical and energetic mm-hmm. we'll say mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and I believe that it gives people answers for things that they're afraid of you know people are afraid of death people are afraid of what happens Absolutely. afterwards and I'm yeah. like, well if religion provides comfort for that for you then religion is amazing yeah what I don't like is people using religion there are things that three of us at this table sitting here realize are inherently wrong just because we're human beings i don't need to throw acid in your face if you're a woman (laughs) because you want to learn how to read a book that's wrong you don't need to you know force your you don't need this threat of big brother with this eternal punishment happening to be a decent human being and i feel a lot of times that people use that as a tool to get control over people and to operate the certain way when instead I feel like you should be working on doing these things just because as a human being it's the right thing to do not right, because you're right. giving to the charity because you know this is going to get me kudos yeah, in the afternoon yeah, it's going to get me yeah, to a better place yeah. do it because it's the right well, thing well and there, there, there's so I, I probably would agree with you on if we mentioned a hundred things we think are wrong with religion we'd probably agree on 99 to 100 of them mm-hmm. right I, I think that there's regardless of what the religion is and I, I've realized on the podcast and actually Joe pointed out that, that sometimes we're just kind of mean to Christians because that's where I'm at and, mm-hmm. you know yeah we kind I, of we kind of pick on that and so I don't want to just pick single on them out but yeah I, I would say like any ch- I'm cool with any church that when when the people come together they are are all gaining something yeah you know the the top uh, up there they have this whatever understanding and they're like well we're gonna kind of um, talk about it and we're going to practice it like this and whatever that is Mm -hmm. if it makes everyone get to whatever their form of success or happiness or just whatever existence that they're going after if it does that for you 
great. It's a good thing. Now, if it's all, if all, if everyone's gathering there to just like glorify the leader guy and, yeah. and make sure that he's making all his money and his wife and his kids are all shiny and happy and on their private jet. I don't, I don't, I don't agree right. with that one. Yeah, no. And I am a hundred percent with you. Or it's like, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're a shitty be- human being, like six days of the week, yeah. but you go in and on you, Sunday you, and you're you like, come to church, yeah, I beat like... this person up at the bar on Friday, but they had it coming, you know? And like, yeah, yeah I spit on in, in this, but like, you know, I'm in church today, so it's all better. It's, it's like, all well, good. Yeah. I was gonna say in church you wouldn't say any of that stuff. You you would, <laughs> right. you would sit but there you know, and you would bow your head when you're supposed to, of, and you yeah. yelled at your kids on the in the parking lot on your way in, and okay. pretending yeah. like everything's okay. I, there was one of one pastor. I think I've actually even mentioned on the podcast, but there was one pastor that that said it seems as if a lot of Christians just want people on on at their funeral. They're looking down and and saying, "Oh, this was just such a great person. I'm glad they're in heaven." And and you just want them to think that same thing as well. Mm-hmm. But you're not actually trying to get there, yeah. right? You just want people to think that's where you're going because, and 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 I feel that that's that's one of the the roots in Christianity is not, not that it's not about a relationship with a creator, but it, it it's more about just accepting that we are selfish people and how do we get beyond that to help others. Yeah. Right, like, and and that's kind of what you're saying, right? Yes. Is yeah. like, like we can, and and unfortunately, a lot of us need a creator to get past that selfishness, yeah. like because we're going to be our own god if if left to our own devices, right? Like we're going to be our own god, and um, and we could go down a whole bunny trail because my next question would be, well, well, then, like. Um, how do you believe that that the universe came to be and all of this stuff, right? Like if because my sure, those are my like midnight thoughts when I'm lying in bed, where I'm like, right. why do I think about this stuff? You know, and and I th- I read this great theory the other day that was talking about like you know mirror universes and like expand contract expand contract right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm like well maybe that's the deja vu and everything is like and maybe that's like the equation for like the hindu reincarnation is maybe everything is just like a big ma- magnetic tape and it repeats over and over and over again and we go through this existence oh, and man. we cease and it expands out and it comes yeah, back and it's yeah. boom and then the whole thing replays yeah mm-hmm. I, I heard somebody talk about that same again, thing right? and it's almost like if you get stuck in that a lot of so uh, Essentially, like for me, like a creator leads to at least a place that doesn't drive me to insanity, right? Because like if it is just always repeating, like maybe there is no free will, and we're gonna have the same conversation. It'll be a million years from now, or a billion, right? Oh, oh, it would be crazy. But I I would say, like, if if it helps you then what's wrong with it? What's right, wrong with it, right, do you think, right? Right, Well, and that's the same thing, and, like, and like for a, me, as a as a Christian, sure. I'm using air quotes you for all of you, but, okay. but as a Christian, <laughs> talking with a drag queen, not a t- normal, yeah, right. we're not I a mean, normal like, pair, yeah. right? But, but like, just to I caveat, kind of, that's I, a, a very small part of me, but yes. But, it, it, but right, I get right, what you're right, saying. Right, right. Someone who does this. It's not for the typical Christian, right? That's why I'd use the air quotes. It becomes all of you because it's just the most forefront thing and we all want to point out the sore, right? exactly. It's the But that's kind of how I feel about that too is like like you are you are expressing a comfortable thing and you're actually breathing life into people around you maybe in a better way than a lot of religious people would be yeah. right like right. like you're breathing life and opening up people's people's hearts and minds to, to different ideals that i think are really necessary for society to be functional <laughs> and and so i, I like like i really I, I really appreciate that and i don't want to go down this whole bunny trail because we could yeah, no, we could go we through could do it like, over coffee at different times. right 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 because we could go through the theory of, of evolution or the big bang or, or any of those things I believe because in both 
Uh, uh, but, oh, right, but here's right, the right. thing. But I only like creator and Big Bang, right? I think that we have to create those things with our minds because everything that we know as human beings has a beginning and an end. And we need things to have a beginning and an end for us to feel like we have some semblance of understanding of that. We can't comprehend anything else being the other way. We can't and comprehend much past it, 60 years. Right. And here's yeah. the greatest one that I had. Like, And I don't know what set me off on this thought process uh, that I'll, I'll share with you that, that'll be your good one to midnight laying bed, right? Yeah. What if it's the video game theory? What if you me, Joe, everybody else around, what if we're all the exact same person on whatever exists beyond this? And what I mean by the video game is it's like, if you and I sit down, what's a video game that you like? like uh, uh, Call of Duty. Okay, I assume there's multiple characters you can play in Call of Duty, right? Mm -hmm. But they're all you. It's just you experiencing those experiences through the eyes of that character set with the utilities that you've chosen and that you've the, the skin that you put but on the, in the, and you, that the, you yeah. put on but the circumstances and all that stuff that it goes through in the same right and so it's like wouldn't it be weird if you think like you're in my existence right now we're the exact everything that's happening is one one universe in and of itself that's contained yeah right? it's yeah. like you're off in like the the virtual reality thing and all of this we're all the same but it's like it's so that whatever that is can experience what it's like to be Joe and be a musician and oh, live through and, and me to do this and yeah, you do yeah, that. And yeah. all that collective knowledge goes back to one thing yeah. at the end. You know, I read about someone experiencing that in a book called um, Sit Down and Shut Up. It's a book about Buddhism. Mm -hmm. um, and in, it's this guy who was a punk um, bass player mm -hmm. out of Chicago, I believe. I can't remember his darn name. Um, but that's what he found after, like, you know, um, couple of years of practicing this Zazen meditation, he was like, man, I'm not getting my enlightenment moment out of this. And then he said, I just had a flash of it mm -hmm. when I, it just occurred to me that what if everyone, what, what, what if I, I, what if there is no everyone? What if it's all just me? Mm -hmm. What if I look at this person and I'm just, I'm looking at me. And he said, for that split second, it just changed the way I, I thought about the entire world. Yeah. And it was that split second that I was looking for. And I was like, whoa, and that, that hit me. Just that split second of like, wait a minute, what if I just consider this? What would that do to the way that I engage in my everyday life? Oh, yeah. right, right. Yeah, it really makes you think differently. Like when it's like, cause it's easy to treat things differently when they're disconnected, right? Separate from mm -hmm. That's why yeah. I think wars are so easy for people to oh, like, oh, right. you send off other people to do it. Cause like you don't see, Damn. but mm -hmm. it's like when you are forced to confront something you know, firsthand. It, and it was, mm -hmm. it was super hard actually being in that, that scenario being over in Iraq. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to dehumanize like everybody I engaged with, which is what's they want you to do. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah, like do in that. order to go over and kill a bunch of people, like you should probably dehumanize them and they're just the bad guy. Yeah. But when, you know, a roadside bomb would go off and there's a house nearby and I could see that it was, I was like, Hey, we got to go make sure everybody's okay over there. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And then you'd meet people and you're like, you're not the bad guy. Yeah, you're just, just a similar person that just happened to buy a house in a different spot that I did yeah. mm -hmm. and the roadside bomb just went off, Yeah, you know, and, and you've also been under this dictator and I can see the seven pictures of him around, but like, like you're just a human, yeah. you know, and dehumanizing what I want to say, let's, let's wrap this up with, yes. it doesn't matter what you believe or you believe, or I believe all of us take faith. Mm -hmm. It takes a level of faith because yeah. we're such finite beings. Yeah. Um, no matter how expansive science gets and how knowledgeable people get, like there's, there's not a lot of this that we can yeah. prove. And so the way you're walking takes faith. The way I'm walking takes faith. The way Joe's walking takes faith. Because if, if, if any of us are wrong, 
you know, we yeah. may end up going, you know, the wrong place or whatever. But um, I remember before I before I believed in a in a God, I would I would literally sit in bed at night, uh, 12, 13 years old, and, and just go, what if what if when I die, it's just no longer existing? Yeah. And then I just heard it recently on a podcast, and I was telling Joe the other day, like, that's like the the most horrible thought I've, I have right it's like what if what if I've experienced all of this which I love not yeah. everything about life has been beautiful but sure. I, I do love great conversation and relationship and food and, and destinations and birds and hunting right like I love all of this and then I'm just done I blink out I know I wouldn't know right the me now knows well, and, it's like and, you and didn't is know or have any feelings about that. things that you, before you were born right, right right and so I was I was for eternity I wasn't existing before and I have no rem- remembrance or memory yeah. of that I won't have any memory or, or um, re- reality then either if it is nothing and so it's not something to be super fearful of but it would kind of kind of suck right I, I, like yeah like if we become these sentient beings that understand and then all of a sudden it's just that's like just nothing yeah. right like but well I think I will say this if there is anything after and, and like I said you know like I, I waver yeah I think whatever it is is love Right. I, I think I, because, I completely agree. And with that's you. why I don't worry. Like the things that I'm doing, if other people are going to like, well, you're going to end up in this for it and this. And it's like, well, if that's the cost that I have to pay or what everyone's me to do, then fine. Because I feel what I'm doing are things that I'm doing out of love. And, and like, you know, and the other thing people forget is like, love isn't always pleasant. Love isn't always easy. It's like, uh, you know, sometimes loving a person enough might realize meaning or understanding that you're not what that person needs oh, as much right, as right. you want it, right? Yep. But you have to love them enough to give them what they need to get to their next level. Or, or even even with, with children, right? Like we all have children. There's times we love them, but what we're doing doesn't seem like a loving act in in any kind of yeah you know sit down and do your homework well if we loved them wouldn't we just be feeding them ice cream and hugging them no, right because then they would you know that, there's, that's there's, it then, right and so love isn't to, always like this expressive right. emotion yeah. um love is a verb and it's an and it's an action yes. moving towards caring for someone that's not you yeah. oh that's beautiful can, so so how how to, to completely transition? How fluent are you in German? Uh, anymore, I would I would uh, I'll be German about it. I'll place myself at like you know eighty eight to eighty nine percent, just because I'm not there obviously frequently. So there's a lot of umgangssprache we call it, you know, so like street slang and things like that of terms that you won't go. And and then then uh, the area that my mom and my family is from is in Baden. Uh, Baden, it's Karlsruhe, right? So there's a lot of Badish, which is a dialect there that like the whole uh, saying of that area is wir können alles also Hochdeutsch and it means like we can do everything except speak proper German <laughs> right they <laughs> yeah, drop a lot cool. of the articles and stuff like that so the der, die, das just becomes da and, and things of that nature and oh, cool. um, but you know I go back I, I don't have any problem interacting with people I don't have any problem how, how often do you go back uh, I, I've tried to make it every two years. I didn't get to go uh, last year because of COVID, COVID, you know, but I have friends there that I keep in contact with and, and stuff like that. Do you, so do you like actively like Zoom and communicate or, or phone yeah. call or something in yeah. German? Yeah, I, I okay. have at least probably two or three conversations in German a day. And it's funny because, you know, they, hey. they won't hesitate, which they should, because the very German <laughs> thing to point out and be like, oh, John, you know, your German is getting terrible. Like you sound like such, <laughs> a, you've got such an accent now. And, and, you know, you forgot this needs to go at this place at the sentence. 
and da 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 da. But yeah. Well, that's so, that's good to have friends good. like that. They good. can point that out too. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. The the reason I'm asking is we're, we we need to we need to ball this this episode up. Okay. And how we usually end is I'm Brian. I'm Joe. Uh-huh. We'll yeah. see you next show. I thought yeah, it'd yeah. be fun to to say I'm Brian. I'm Joe, uh-huh. and then you say, "We'll see you next show," but you do it in German. Oh, oh, we'll see or you some next some show. some form of that. That if someone did Google Translate, it's gonna it's gonna be close to "We'll see you next show." We can do the whole, or you uh, can do a total. Schön, No, <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. It's like it's nice that you came, but it's better when you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, as long as it's nothing, uh, if, if somebody does Google Translate, it'll be... Oh, gosh, no. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Joe? I think this has been a great show. I mean, we talked about so much stuff that we had to, like, <laughs> cut it in two. And, you know, I was just wanting to bring that out, that maybe we should put a little episode in between this, but I'm not married to it, you know. We yeah, just, we'll see. So we'll this see is either episode 30 or 31. Yeah, we'll see if we have time. We have to look at our schedule, too. Yeah. We've, got, uh, we've got stickers we have to print for our coffee. We'll work on that today and tomorrow. Uh, one little teaser that I just wanted to put out there because I'm super excited about it. I already let you know. Okay. Uh, but there is a bar in town that is going to um, agree to let us try out doing a live podcast. So, like, we'll sit here Amazing. just like we are, but I'm going to do an out cable to, like, a speaker. And so people just in the bar area are going to be able to just, like, listen in while we do it. And then, so then the That's idea. That's a great we, idea. I right. love it. I don't know if anybody's doing it. We we kind of had this brainstorm. It was a, a brainchild of, of Joe's brain and my brain, and we, you know, made this brain baby of. He's a musician that that goes in and plays shows, and I'm like, well, why can't we do that as a podcast? Where where, yeah, we let the podcast yeah. be live, but then we're interactive. And so maybe we do a, a, a competition where whoever orders the secret drink on the menu they're going to be our five minute guest and we do quick little questions with them, learn who they are, learn about them, you know, play, play little games with people that are in the bar. Yeah. We'd have to get practice at it, but this bar has um, tentatively agreed to let us come in there and give it a try. She she says she's down with it. So I didn't want to like say who it is before we have the actual day and the time. And I really talked to her, but it's going to be cool. It's one of the cool bars. Oh, I thought he was going to say the name of the bar. It's going to be, and then I was going to be like, okay, we want to talk about accents. Yeah, right. Okay. So, so anybody from Great Falls may now know. And so that's good. I think that was the, the perfect the perfect mm-hmm. way to say kind of where it's at without saying because I don't want to call them out in case something happens and, yeah in case it doesn't work out and we can't we can't do it because we're, we're thankful even for the, the chance yes. to try something yeah, that's that kind of seems like and then I want to I want to throw another thing by you John yes and we haven't shared this either but we've mm. we've it, this one we, it was also a brain baby um, but uh, <laughs> if you get a third host I'm in no, I'm just yeah. kidding go ahead uh, we, we, so we're thinking about doing a whole other show that's not yeah. that's not this show where we put a movie on with the subtitles Joe and I right and dub over it well, no no we don't dub, we don't dub over it it's, it's called like watch a movie with Brian and Joe yeah and so somebody could be at home and they're like I wish I was watching this with somebody and th- there's certain people that don't want anybody watching with them right, right. And those people don't have to listen but if you just wanted somebody to, to watch a movie with you, and so Joe and I will research a little bit before, and we'll, we'll point out Easter eggs as it's going along. We'll have little funny jokes. We'll have interactions. Sometimes there'll be five minutes of silence you know, for the fight sure. scene or whatever. And, and then you just listen to this podcast, and you you get on Netflix, and we, we watch the show together. What do you think of that? I like it. Okay. I like it. It's okay. innovative. It's innovative. Yeah. I feel it's like interesting. We're, we're coming up with innovative ideas. That is trademarked, show. by the way, for any of you listening. Yeah, that's... Uh, TM. Oh, dang. We're going to have to do the rebrand, too. We have the perfect name. I just I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. 
Did well, you, I don't think we're ready. Did to, you run it by Lindsay? I did. I did. So, so we're like we're ninety nine percent ready. Yeah, we can't say it. We can't say it yet. But so soon because yeah, I don't. But the the show is going to get a new name. So yeah. just be prepared for that. We can say that the show is going to get a new name. We think we have the name. It sounds good to me. Mainly because if you listen to the new new intro, you'll hear that you know we've realized that the name "Get After It" limits us a little bit, mm-hmm. and also doesn't express en- enough of of who we are and what we want to do. And so we're going to try to like like put this name that's a little bit yeah, broader this, and less limiting. Yeah, this podcast is basically blossoming. Like yeah, a beautiful in, flower in front of all of you, in front of your eyes. Can you so, smell it? We, we want you to check out everything that John's doing. Everything that Lexi's doing, everything that John's doing, check it out. It's a lot of pressure. Uh, there's there's, there's going to be there's just going to be all the links um, below. I didn't get uh, Big Sky um, promo. promo. I'll, I'll send you that one and then I'll yeah. give you a flow video to put up. That's fun. Oh, that oh yeah, yeah lightsabers. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so and so yeah, check out the social media, check out uh, the the show notes here and you can find uh, John everywhere. You can find our show. Sharing is caring. Leave us a review and we'll give you a shout out. And we still have to toot your own horn. We haven't had anybody do it yet. Well, we're just so new. I mean, yeah. people aren't really interacting with us yet. We'll yeah. blow up. And yeah. then and then we'll just have too many. We'll have and like so, a- if you do something cool, <laughs> tag us in it and we'll give you a shout on the show. We want to if you made cupcakes, if you learned how to do the splits, if you're learning a new instrument, <laughs> doesn't matter what it is. If you learned a new technique in BJJ, mm-hmm. share it on social media. We'll give you a shout on the show. Sound like this. <laughs> yeah, good job, bro. That was We're awesome so of, proud you. of you. You Way did to a, go. You did that thing so good. Or something, you know, more yeah. serious. I love yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. Kudos. Like genuine kudos for you, basically, is what we're offering. Yeah. For free. All right. That's been the show. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for your part? Oh, gosh. What am I going to say? Yeah. We'll just start. If there's the German people in town listening, like, no judgment. Hmm? Do not yeah. judge John. We there's put him no, on the there's, spot. There's no, there's no judgment. <laughs> we put him right on the spot. We're like, stand right here on this spot and now perform <laughs> the thing we want. Click. Yeah. It's so funny. The, yeah. the accents are so different too. Like 15 minutes, you have like a difference. Like sometimes you try and talk to each other and it's like, where are you from? Like, are we speaking the what? What? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. All right. Let's, okay. I got this. I've been Brian. I've been Joe. Und ich heiße John. Es war sehr, sehr angenehm. Ich bin dankbar für Ihre Zeit. Wir sehen uns später. Bis dann. Ciao.